Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. No, you didn't miss a show last week. We had to delay it for specific reasons that I don't have to mention now. I just had to, had to get delayed a week. So we're going to be talking about Savage First Impressions. Give us a little bit more time to digest the content and come up with some thoughts. And also, we have one of our guests. I uh, actually want to ask him a little bit about a little spreadsheet that he does every time we get a little raid tier that comes around. But to do that, we need people to talk. So I'm one of them. Mr. Happy, you're used to that. Slow Sly, you're used to him too. You know how it goes. How's it going, Sly? Better. I'm the reason. Sorry, people. I'm I'm the reason. No, no. That's... I'm okay. You're good. You're good. By the way, it sounds like your mic went down since the last time we tested it. I don't... (laughs) Yeah, now he's mad. All right. And again, touch nothing. All right. I don't know. It'll it'll be fine. You just might be a little bit low this time. And uh, we also decided to grab... Hardcore Raider and Black Mage Extraordinaire, Sphia, who we've had on the show before. They can't see you yet. Don't worry. You can you can do the teardrop thing once they can see you. <laughs> I wasn't crying. Oh, <laughs> stretching my face. Okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was doing the. I thought he was like, oh, <laughs> Black Mage Extraordinaire. He's just like, all right. Well, cry. now that'll be a joke that I'll have to show them when they're available. How you doing, Sphia? I'm good, thank you. It's been a busy week. Oh yeah, to say the least. And uh, finally, uh, a P- Final Fantasy XIV podcast competitor, Frosty <laughs> TV. <laughs> you know, I was wearing your shirt earlier, and I changed it to go get lunch, and I really? meant to put it back on. Yeah. I didn't know. This is, like, my wife got this for me. I, it's not, for not, not your shirt that you currently have on. Oh. I mean, your Mog oh, Talk shirt. That really horrible one. Yeah, cool. Yeah, the horrible one that I still wear, but mostly just when no one's looking. When you're sleeping, I'm hoping. Where's a shirt when they sleep? I'm trying to be comfortable. You know, it's the shirt like twists on your arm and then you wake up with the flappy arm because you slept stupid. Yeah, I can't do that. People who love my show, I guess. I don't know. They no. just want to just want to sleep with you. That's it. That's all they're trying to do. And that's the only way they stand a chance. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, that's the reason. Yeah. Uh, so before we get started, because I'm sure it's going to be a hell of a discussion in regards to Savage, because we're not just going to talk about the fights, but we're going to talk about a fun little topic. And I've prepared it. Well, I haven't prepared a video. I've found a video posted by Japanese community member Ice, who uh, I think will very much sum up something that I think only got memed on on Mog Talk on Saturday. But before we actually get started, reminder, sponsor of the show, Steel Series monthly giveaways. Check the description of the YouTube comment. Listen, I normally do this way better, but I'm really tired, and and you guys have heard me say it a million times. So thank you to Steel Series for sponsoring the show. Be sure to enter those monthly giveaways in the YouTube description of the video. Uh, we were gonna do one of those Final Fantasy 14 merch giveaways that you know, like the ones Frosty's been doing on Mogta. I forgot to prepare which one we were gonna do, and the boxes uh, over there. And I don't want to pick it right now, so we'll start that next week. I promise. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get that done tomorrow, so it's ready for next week. So more giveaways. Wee. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, you. you. <laughs> Always exciting. Always exciting. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. It's been a week. We've had some time to digest Savage. I think we should very quickly get everyone's updates on. Have we? Have you? Meh. How's it? Because you, obviously, you didn't have as much time as you probably would have liked. But uh, how's your Savage experience been so far, Sly? Again. Meh. But what's meh about it? Well, okay. 
to be fair, I am PFing this. Oh, um, oh yeah, you know it. what? Say no, that's say no more. <laughs> I love PF. I, I would it. die without it. I, I think it's the be- only good way to do content in this game. All right. Uh, let me ask you a question, Sly. Um, what, are the, what, does the word, what do the words Voidwalker and Rage mean to you? Oh, by the way, people are saying you're too loud now. <laughs> Yeah, like immediately went up. Yeah. yeah, it went up massively from the last sentence you said. Thanks as you were talking directly into the mic. All right, there you go. Man, what does enrage mean? What is the what are the words Voidwalker and Rage enrage mean to you? Nick's bullet hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could I could see that. Don't touch anything. That's a that's a bold ask right there, Sly. For everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming Never that's that's been the majority of your party finder experience thus far has been Voidwalker enrages and and people dying and all that stuff. It's not even a dying like Voidwalker enrage, like it's twofold. Like you you touch a Nyx and you, you get the debuff, and like it, it you're gonna die, you're either gonna die or not meet the enrage. That's the thing. You you'll either die to quietest hits or you won't have the damage because the damage down. So it's well, don't fucking touch shit. That's those damn zoo bats. Just like in the caves, my entire childhood. It's just too many zoo bats. That's all it is. Luckily I'm rain, so I don't give a fuck. Anyway, good luck, melees. Sorry, Sly. Thanks. Sphia, we know where you stand in regards to your your savage progression we do yeah. uh i'd say it was it was fairly successful for my team we did pretty well this tier uh always more we can improve on but i think the majority of our team are pretty happy with how we did uh, and the tier itself i think we're fairly happy with as well all right we'll definitely be diving into that because you probably have the most to say in regards to an actual analysis of the the raid tier with your experience world third by the way na first mm. and na first yeah. there you go for anyone oh, wondering congrats. how what what's fia's experience actually is he's been on the show before if you guys have watched so you know he's he's got that top tier experience in regards to progression frosty yeah how, how's your savage experience been thus far well, to be honest, uh, a lot of my experience comes from screenshots, Twitter posts, and, uh, you know, watching streams in the background and trying to collect data the entire time. And so it's funny, I don't really get a good grip of the fights because I just look at w- if they've cleared it and what's happening visually on the screen. So uh, I, I have to start raid a little bit late. I put maybe three hours into turn uh, one, and that's all I've been able to do so far. I cleared it last night. It's not bad for three hours. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. In Party Finder. Um, and so I, I liked it. I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, I was a little bit worried at first I wouldn't be able to grasp the mechanics. For some reason, it looked more intimidating than it was. But once I went in there, it was like super simple and straightforward. Uh, or that's what it felt like to me. Um, and it was fun. I, I, I think that people in Party Finder, you know, it's 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 a gamble if they're going to be absolutely just horrible or moderate i don't think i had a lot of goods mostly moderate to horrible is what it's been uh well would you like when you talk about good you talk about like the the progression of um 
like I guess your cohesion in PF. Communicating with the team and letting yeah. them know what spot you want to stand in. Um, you know, saying things like "Yes, I'm ready" or "Oh, I can only do one pull." Uh, things like that, I think, is uh, what I'm really referring to. And E1S is the worst for communication as well, because you got to start at the, the beginning of the fight and you got to go through about your seven different positions you've got for different mechanics throughout the whole fight. And it's just a mess. Yeah. We were talking about that before. And I was telling people, I was telling on Frosty, like in terms of E1 and maybe E2 a little bit in terms of PF, your first 10 minutes, like before you even do one pull, your first 10 minutes is just positioning somebody don't not liking their position readjusting the positioning mm-hmm. and then yeah maybe you'll you'll get the pull and you know like three times wait a minute wait a minute is this be- how does it take that long for e1 savage i'm genuinely i'm genuinely curious oh, you're, you're, talking, so you're talking about pf yeah yeah, yeah but so <laughs> One thing that I've actually realized looking back on, um, actually looking back on Stormblood and then looking at Titania and, and just looking at how people kind of communicate, dropping the marker on the ground and just standing around it, which can be an absolute struggle when it doesn't need to be, mm-hmm. is realistically all you kind of need. You just need to know you need to do two groups of four and everyone needs a roundabout position for that. Should be it. That should be the end of the discussion. Well, the quadrants. You have I to make think sure so. understand two in this side, two in this side, two in this side, two in this side. So you have like yeah, but that's why you set up delta attacks so that it's two in every side, and then you just yeah. uh, you just emulate oh, that okay. for the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. And they're like, no, I don't like north. North. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like. I don't south. I can't do it. I've never done south before. Uh, then you have oh, to turn it all over, all over again. Oh. Uh, and then oh. <laughs> Overestimating PF right now. Like, hey, really. can the tanks bait the orbs for us, or like, can can the melee do it? Because like, uh, I've never oh, done. Yeah. Fucking orbs too. Fucking meteor orbs. All right, who who's got what? Who's got what? Every single. Do we have Do we have to attack the meteors, or do we attack the boss during that phase? I don't. I don't no, know. No, no. The best one is every single time. Three positions will get called. Not like the fourth one will get completely missed, and we're like spending a minute. <laughs> Southwest, east, southwest, west, west, south. And you're I like, didn't call north. North. You didn't call north. Silence. You know, it's like- <laughs> can I just can I get that? Just whatever just happened because I don't know what just happened, which sounds like kind of the point. Can that just be party finder in ten seconds? I mean, that's what it is. All I heard was you saying directions, and I don't know. And that's all. People will say directions. Okay. And here's another thing people will say directions like north, south, east, southwest. Like, wait, what are we talking about? Are we? And then just just put down a fucking way mark. Put down a fucking way mark. And then, okay, okay, after that. All right. Now, what are our positions? North, west, east. Three people stand on the same spot. One minute. You wait for one minute. Nobody called south. Are you getting south? Uh, See, north. you know what the thing is? It's just that I guess I just equated so much to, to Tanya. Like it's literally almost it's Tanya the had same a horrible time do. too. Yeah, but I didn't have a horrible time. Like there was maybe one person who just wasn't paying enough attention and maybe didn't stand around the marker. And you say, "Hey, pick a position." I don't know. I had great Titania party finders. You got lucky. Well, man. Don't even get me started on fucking Titania party finders. Like I get it. Like I. I'm flexible in what I can do 
but there's one thing I like to do and nobody does it because it's not like, it's not that it's optimal. They understand that people get it, but it's just like, you know, the video says this and we're just going to do that. Even though like BPS North is fucking optimal. I, I understand. I get you. I get what you're saying, but you know, let's just do it this way. Like fine. Fuck my uptime. I just want you to know, slide. Don't lean forward because your mic doesn't. Yeah, not your mic did this right. weird thing. You're doing like this. Uh, and you're talking past it like that. Uh, Where he sits right now is great. Yeah. Right. I like it. Uh, I, I'll let you know one thing. I learned is that I pop held ground on the first mechanic of uh, E three E1S because I died four or five times at least. Spear of Paradise. I'm assuming. Well, no, is that is it Eden's Gravity? Uh, the very first mechanic. The big That's AOE. Two autos. They just don't heal the tank. They don't. You're like at full health. It attacks, and they're like, "Oh, I gotta do AOE healing." And then I get hit by the boss a couple times, and I just die every time. It, it just like it doesn't register. They have to focus on healing the tank after that happens. It's, and so I hallowed ground on that first mechanic every single time now. Sophia, I'm gonna That's need actually... you to. I'm gonna need you to just talk. Just don't talk about the party finder. I want to talk. You talk about your actual sure. like progression because I'm uh, a professional group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, going okay, back so this to is, the yeah, party this is how the party finder does it. Now let us know how you guys approach this because you guys were of course racing in World Prog, and so obviously the way you approach those things uh, on you know fresh progression is a lot different than the way the party finder is looking at them. Right. So. Uh... I actually think for the party finder stuff, if you've ever rated on, on any JP data sensor, the macro system they have would be amazing for E1S where they, they post a macro and you pick DPS one, two, three, four, and the macro has every single spot that you'll be in for those throughout the fight. So if you choose DPS one at the start, you're going to be west for gravity puddles. You're going to be northwest for the pair. You're going to be northwest for delta attack. Oh, yeah. And it just, that's it. You, you got to type in one letter and one number and you're done. So, it's all the communication. 10 minutes of what you're supposed to do. So, yeah, American Party Finder. So, Sophia, I agree. You want to know what my what the reception was to me suggesting that? Oh, no. Here we don't, go. Don't spam the chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well, when we went into E1S, uh, we thought this is the first raid tier of an expansion and the first fight of that raid tier. So we were thinking we want to one-shot this. Is this going to be Alteroid 2.0? And it wasn't, thank God. Um, so going into it, we obviously got two weeks to practice in normal mode. So there wasn't sort of too much that we could have been surprised by in there. But they did a good enough job with the fight of changing things around from normal mode to like feel like a unique encounter. And it wasn't actually just the same things in a different order like Alteroid was. Um, it was a lot of it's really intuitive, right? When you think about the fight, so there isn't that much in terms of the, the just the mess of communication that Frosty and Sly were talking about before. It's just you see a mechanic and you think, who can do this the easiest? Go do it. I think the only part where we ever had to think for a second and say who should be where was uh, the spinny orbs, and then it's it's just you know one quick look at it and say range go to the edges and bait it there, go to middle. Uh, apart from that, it's, it's all very intuitive in terms of how we solved it, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad or easy. Yeah, I mean, you had plenty of time to discuss the strategy for spinny orbs during the cutscene, right? Oh, I'm half surprised that they left it in there, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I don't <laughs> think that they've... 
Yeah, I called that shit. I'm not. He did. He did. He did. I th- I thought it was going away, and he said that no, nah, that shit's staying. Mm-mm. Well, if you think about it, it's what forty five seconds long. Yeah, we have twenty eight weeks. Is it forty five seconds? Oh about my god, that. are you about to calculate how many? How much? He's about to calculate how much downtime you have over how many until, weeks until five point two. If you, you one shot it. Every week, you got 21 minutes of cutscene watching. 21 minutes? 21 what? minutes, yeah. If you one-shot it. If, if you one-shot it every week. If you one-shot it. Yeah. Which you're not going weeks. to. Well, well, yes. <laughs> or did you want? 21 minutes. No, that's like, it's 45 seconds. One shot. 21 minutes. Okay, never mind. Yeah. You remember, remember, Frosty, oh, a minute you're doing it every 60 single- seconds. Okay, I got you. Yeah. You're talking yeah. about over the course of months, right? Yes. Yeah. And he's not mm-hmm. saying so that every week you're going to have to watch well, 21 yeah. minutes. <laughs> that would be very registered. If you I want that, it. just go to the go to the book and watch the like last couple cutscenes of Shadowbringers every week. If you're looking for that, that's about that's like 21 minutes for the last. Be week. honest, my wife still goes in the end and watches those cutscenes every once in a while. Don't blame her. No? Don't blame her at all. Good. No. <laughs> Good. Am uh, I crying like me? <laughs> Good to see. It's good to see you awake, Grahatia. That's it. Yep. That's the line. That's the line that does it every time. So, how did your group actually deal with uh, E1S? Happy. Uh, so we got in like forty. By the time you guys were almost done, we had just gotten in because somebody actually had a. uh, They went when the the patch happened. Their update loader broke, and they actually had to launch it from a mirror. That they made of the launch launcher, which didn't have any of their settings saved, so they had to redo oh. all their hot bars and all their UI elements and everything. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay. Yeah. So that was that was our first that was our first hurdle, and the other than that, um, we 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 just looked for everything we could use tank and bolts to not have to do, and I still think we could have done that a little bit better. I think that's my number one thing to look for when I haven't done a fight force game. What can we use a tank and bolt on and ignore? And is it just tank busters or is there something else? Like, so for us, we uh, we gave both of the the Paradise Regained, the third Vice and Virtue, where it's the poison, the healing, and the physical. We gave that to just both the tanks. And then the current tank does a tank and bone. And that's it. That Instead of giving it to the DPS and healing through the poison. Mm. That was that was like the one thing that I think I saw that we did different than most groups. Um, okay. Also, for Paradise Lost, during the first dimensional shift, we had four range get out and bait all the circles away from the center so the melees could just hit the boss without doing any circles. It's not like it's hard with True North or Riddle of Earth or anything like that, but we're just like, it doesn't. It, the casters are going to have to move regardless if we all stack. So hmm. just go do it over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. what Frosty was saying about Hello Grounding, the very first AOE, the Eden's Gravity. <laughs> so I can actually understand why that surprises so many healers. It's because normally when raid whites hit the party, the tanks have higher natural resistances and they have mm-hmm. the, the, the the cooldowns and stuff. But Eden's Gravity does a flat percentage of your HP. It's right. not just a regular raid wide. So it does sixty percent to the to the healers and DPS, but it also does sixty percent of a tank's HP. So it's trucking them as well, and it's not doing the reduced damage that they'd usually get by having the tank mastery trait. So mm-hmm. it's kind of understandable because I don't think there's any. AOEs in the game that function like that otherwise. There's a few. Um, there's a few gravity style AOEs. And it's funny because actually almost all of Eden's AOEs are a percentage of your max HP. Dimensional shift for Gore Maximus and Eden's gravity are all max HP damage. Oh. Yeah. 
I went back and did I went back and looked. So uh uh dimensional shift is exactly 70% before shields. And by the way, shields do reduce this. It doesn't go through shields, but it mm-hmm. was the number it does will be 75%. I think for Gore Maximus was 80, and I think Eternal Breath was actually also max. I think it was no, Eternal Breath's not because tanks survive with a lot more there. It's definitely not for that. But uh for the other ones, yeah, it's it's max HP percentage. It's uh it's That's pretty annoying. Really interesting. Okay. It's it's why that I because I remember we had a tank who was at like eighty thousand HP, but that was out of like a hundred and ten thousand, and he got hit by dimensional shift and just dropped like a truck. Mm-hmm. And I that was what made me think: is this also max percentage damage? And I, I looked and I just went down everyone's health, how much damage they took without a shield, put it into a calculator. It was like, oh, it's at point six nine 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 nine, and then point seven like for almost everybody. Mm-hmm. So. It's really, really annoying, cool. and I totally understand you dying to that. That's why I was laughing, because I was thinking the same thing Sphia yeah. was saying. I was like, damn, max HP damage. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, Party Finder people, they're like, what the, what, what's wrong with the tank? Why is he taking so much damage? And they get mad at me. So, Howled Ground, don't have the conversation. I don't need it for any other part of the fight. Works great. You will when my tank? guide comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be using your guide. Happy you better use it. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I've seen a lot of people, a lot of people on Twitter, complaining about darkness damage in this tier, and I couldn't figure where it was. Is that what they're considering to be darkness damage? Then maybe it must be because darkness damage is a little bit different. Typically, that's just you can't use physical magic CDs on it, but you can reduce it. Virtue, maybe like percentages. Yeah, Uh, maybe ice and virtue. Hard to say. I mean, we'll just we'll look at ACT like next time we raid, and that's that'll be the answer because it says an ACT. No, I had a really scary vice and vir- DPS vice and virtue today, and like, um, you know how the first vice and virtue hit, hits, and you go out to the side. DPS goes out to the side. Well, my the bar decides to like go damn near to this like the same place I do, and I get left with exactly one HP. It's impressive. I want to see that. That is scary. <laughs> like literal one HP. It it was like I don't know, I couldn't science that shit out. But yeah, you know. now I really want to break that down and look at it because I because I have a feeling that the vice and virtue hits the DPS. The puddle I think is max HP percentage damage. The puddle leaves behind if you were to happen to step in it. But I, I, I I've been but he was like right. In, I think he was like right next to me at the wall before I jumped back in. I'm like, wait, what? Huh? One. No, you just used Dragoon's new Living Dead ability. Yeah, that. That's it. Sure. It's the first time that the words "living" and "dead" have ever been in the same sentence for a Dragoon. It's okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I thought Eden Prime was pretty much almost on par with Chaos. It's certainly a better fight than Alt Roy was, and yeah. I'd say I also like it better than Phantom Train personally. Um, eh. Phantom Train, I really like. Oh, people who weren't warriors using inner release inside the Ghost generally were okay with Phantom Train. Right. So seven of the eight people in every raid were okay with mm-hmm. it. But I think I, I liked it a lot. It also, it, it did something that was kind of a Stormblood design, but I kind of appreciate it's the only place they did this. Stormblood is a nasty habit of the second half of the fight, just being the first half of the fight again, mm-hmm. especially in regards to the last raid here. And Eden Prime's kind of the only place that comes close to happening by the time he gets to yeah. like 30%-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it... Uh, it's it kind of just progresses like a normal fight. So it's kind of like a mix of the new design and the old design. And I appreciated that at the very mm-hmm. least. It's 
it, it kind of like Stormblood design in a way, I get what you're saying, but it's also something they didn't do correctly in Stormblood where they actually yeah. developed on the first half of the fight by pretty much inverting the, all the mechanics, mm -hmm. which was pretty cool. Yeah, whereas with Chaos, it's just once you've been to 50%, you've actually seen all the way to like 5%. Like, I guess the very last set of like super attacks technically is also mm -hmm. unique, but you know, you still there's still something new to learn past, I guess, the first half. I suppose is the big thing with Eden Prime. Mm -hmm. Then we go to Voidwalker. <laughs> He's our Midgard Stormer of this tier. <laughs> if I if I have to draw a comparison to anything else, he is the the perpetual party finder wall minus a few select groups, in a sense. Pug Walker, yeah, walks all walks all over him. <laughs> it's gonna be a good week. It's gonna be a good week. So it's gonna be so fun for you. It is, yeah. yeah. That's the thing, Frosty. How much? Do you, so you said you did a lot of watching, but you didn't really understand what's going yeah. on the screen. So have you have you heard anyone at least talk about some of these later encounters? I'm gonna be honest with you. The the uh, first two, I barely had any time to watch because they went down in two hours. Uh, so you're done with both of these fights. Are done in two hours, uh, and there are a as soon as you start recording clears and everything. The first two turns, the first couple hours are just spamming of people who clear the first two turns because it's just so quick, right? Then you start to get a break around the third and fourth turn. So the first two, I kind of like can only see it a little bit. So I'm not uh, the things I know is I think Hellwind uh, is added in there. They added a little bit more to it, uh, but I didn't really get to see too much difference. Oh, man, the depression is going to sit in with you. Okay. Real quick. <laughs> and I, I heard people complain, uh, at least tank-wise, tank -wise, uh, about the the boys. So that's what Oh, we the Zubats? Boys. Yeah. yeah. I like how everyone has a nickname for them. Zubats, the boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Are they actually called Nix's Sly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you look at... Um, Aggro list. Yeah. 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 I just didn't pay attention. <laughs> They're, they're funnier to me to call them, to give them other nicknames. Respect the boys. All right, before we get on to the professional opinion, <laughs> Sly. The unprofessional opinion. The unprofessional opinion. Sly, give me in one sentence how you feel about Voidwalker. Then give me more sentences, but, but make it one sentence first. <clears throat> Are they really prepping us for near for the near um <laughs> the, 24 man? Yeah, this is a this is a teaser for the near 24 man. Yeah, pretty much. Um honest to god, the first 25 like the first 75% of the fight is okay. Like the timing, like people thought that the timing would mess them up. It really was a non-issue, honestly. It, it didn't freak me out because I was so used to um, normal spell and waiting, and you know, not getting freaked out by it. By it, there. It's just when you get to the last half, that's just that's really what breaks a lot of PFs and a lot of ends a lot of parties. Mm -hmm. You get to that last twenty-five percent, and it's chaos, retribution. Oh, no. oh, you were okay. You were naming the. I thought you were just saying it's chaos. Like it's it's. No, it is. Hell. You're you're right. It is. It is chaos. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I stand. Like 
Fuck the last 25% of that fight. So what, what's happening in the last 25% that I need to be aware of? Okay. Sphere. No, okay, so wait, wait. <laughs> sure you okay, fine. I'll slide. Let's hear what Sly has to say. I want to okay. hear this. Okay, so the last 25% of the fight starts with Vitus, you know, yeah. heavy hitting AoE. And then, like, there are, there are the mechanics. Um, The Void Cleaver, the Void... Uh, God, I forget the names now. Cleaver, Guillotine, and Slicer. Cleaver, Guillotine, Slicer. So one... And, in in spread sides i think it's chaos i might have that wrong but yeah so basically what it, it does all three back to back to back meanwhile all the boys are coming out back to back to back and so you are dodging and weaving in between all that during like all those mechanics okay and you know, you know, when you touch when you touch one of the boys, you get them, you get the debuff, you get the damage down, and you get the Good. curse. Yeah. So it's really punishing when like half your party has that debuff and you're going to get up against up against enrage. Hmm. Because either you're not gonna meet enrage or you're going to get killed by quietus because you have the curse. And you can't take like multiple quietuses. Okay. So good luck. Have fun. Thanks. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I think one of the reasons that people struggle so much with the last part of that phase is that it's actually really punishing, not because of the boys and the, the debuffs as well. I mean, that definitely adds to it. But Quietus gives a damage buff every time it's cast to the every boss. Every time it's cast. Yeah. 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 So as you're progressing through the last stages of the fight, it's making it more and more punishing every time you make a mistake. And while the debuffs come out, you didn't actually mention everyone's favorite, well, every healer, healer's favorite debuff, which is infirmity, which means that you can't top the person up for the next raid wide buster I thought after getting hit by a boy. Rage and. Comes from. Oh, you know, it comes from the actual from... AoE itself. I don't think it comes from the ads. Yeah. It comes from the, but but infirmity the is out there as well. AOE, there's, yeah. there's a lot of debuffs going out that yeah. you, you just can't get hit by, really. Uh, and it makes it tough. And then the boys also have very deceptive hitboxes, as well as one of the the problems that I see. It, yeah, it, it's a very unclear model for something to be moving past you, but uh, it's easy enough. Well, I say easy enough, but apparently not to avoid. Oh, whoa! All right, gotcha. I, I mean, I got hit now clear. I think once. I've said so, I've said fuck hitboxes at least twenty times in yeah. doing this fight. Yeah. The, like, Big flappy things. It's it's very visually unclear about where you should be standing at times. But the safe play is to just get the hell out of the boss most of the time, which it just can't feel good for a lot of like melee or tank players to do. Just remember this. What? It's no Sly here. Just remember this. It's lose okay. a GCD or do fifty percent less damage for thirty seconds. But here's the thing. Before that. Like little gave me the tip before, like, like before the twenty five percent. Like for any like cleaver, before that, just stay max melee and just stay and you stay max melee in the position that they weren't in, and let them go right past you. Now, as far as like during chaos and retrib retribution, you have to move a lot more. So I'll have to see how that works, but 
Yeah, that was a pretty good tip. The big thing with Chaos and Retribution is it's literally what the only thing that changes is if the guillotine is first or last. That's all that changes between the two of them. It's always slicer cleaver, and then it's is the guillotine first or is the guillotine last? Mm-hmm. And when they use with slicer and cleaver, ideally you want to line up both of those ads so they're literally perfectly in line with another. Because then it's super easy to just take a step to the right or the left and fit in that little mm-hmm. space that isn't uh, that that didn't light up during cleaver. Essentially, it gives you a pretty clear indicator right next to you during cleaver. Oh, that's where nothing was hit at all. If I stand max melee range there, I shouldn't get. I shouldn't get clipped. But doing that with with that's why I think that um when guillotine is first, it's actually harder because those ads going just directly like this is what screws people mm-hmm. more than the ads that are all flying in, I think. Mm. Hmm. There is one thing I do want to kind of mention on all this too. Sly and I are having very interesting experiences, of course, uh, with Party Finder. Uh and we're talking about these these parts of fights where it's hard for healers, right? Uh, and there's a handful of mechanics within this tier that would be hard for healers, uh, per se. Um, and right now, the healer pool of good players is very low. At least the ones that are in Party Finder. Uh, because from what I understand, a lot of people who heal just don't heal anymore. They don't They don't want to play the job right now, right? And so you have everybody who's just okay with it, and they don't mind that the DPS portion is kind of not as interesting as they would want it to be. Uh, and so the people who are always pushing it to the edge, they're not really playing healer anymore, right? Or am I wrong with that? I think that would have been the case if you had asked them the day before the patch. And then this, I think what the Scholar changes, Scholar was already a healing god, and Energy Drain fixed their on board while DPSing during like you know casual content problem. And Astro's got massively buffed and reworked in a sense where I saw Astro celebrating. So I don't know if that celebration has persisted throughout the week because it's gotten quieter, but uh, I don't know if you had asked me that the day before, but now a weekend, I'm pretty sure that the healer pool is looking a lot better now. Well, last night when I was looking at Party Finder, every single party was looking for two healers. Uh, and so that, that was my struggle. Uh, we got two white mages uh, and we're like, hey, you know, some people are having trouble healing this first fight without shields there. And they're like, you don't need shields. If you need shields, you need better gear. Uh, <laughs> week one hello yeah i was like all hi. right hi yeah yeah so yeah. I, I maybe my experience has just been different uh it, it's been very it's been very odd uh for me recently uh so i guess we'll see as time goes on <laughs> you're right i do need better gear that's why i'm <laughs> fucking here <laughs> yeah yeah. Speaking of yeah, better gear, though, <laughs> with, the, with the changes to the loot system, you can actually go in on a healer now and get loot for your main while still being able to roll need on the coffers. So that, yeah, I think, is a good change. Yeah, yeah that's, that's you mentioned that, and then we talk about it since before we get your thoughts on E2. Yeah, that loot system, uh, that is not going to survive a patch. <laughs> there is... No chance in hell this loot system survives. This is this is twenty four man greed all over again. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, anyone goes in there if they don't need gear, they get it anyways. They just it's done, right? Like, yeah, I can use it on that job I'll level in like six weeks. Yeah, I'll just need the coffer real quick. No problem, guys. Yep. 
Yeah. So for anyone who hasn't been keeping up, all of the drops minus the weapon in the last fight, and you still get a weapon coffer in the last fight, but there's an actual weapon drop as well, um, are all coffers. So, and the coats and like the lightweight tombstones and stuff, but that's just for upgrading the tombstone gear that you buy. And so what's happening in statics is everyone's just giving the first week loot to the DPS because the only thing that matters first week is, you know, before you've cleared a fight, the only thing that should be stopping you is DPS checks reasonably. There are DPS out there right now who got nine items week one. <laughs> and I know which one you're referring to because you, uh, you, you mentioned it when we were, we were raiding yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, it's there. There are more than one. That's what I'll say. You can get a, just a, a shit ton of gear in the first week if you want to put it that way. Yeah, and then you have pugs where everyone just needs everything. Yeah, because why the fuck not? They're like, why? why who's stopping me? Right. I only get to win one piece. I only get to do this fight once a week. Of course, I'm gonna need every piece. I mean, to be honest and with still you, still lose everyone. Yeah, to be honest with you, you still get gear probably as quickly as you would anyways. Because uh, then you just don't get your... You're not going to get the Dragoon drops aren't going to happen. The melee drops are never going to happen, right, Sly? And so you'll just run in there and it's always going to be healer and tank. And Yeah. So here, here's the thing for me on that, Frosty. Because okay. I've defeated myself a number of times. I've gone into a raid. I've gotten no loot because it's all tank healer. And I gotta collect it with the page. But I know that when that piece drops, I am at most rolling against one other person. At best. And if not, it's all me. And I'd rather lose to myself than lose to seven other people every week. Rolling on loot in the party finder now, it's like it's like if every drop was a was a primal mount and you just lost them all every week. <laughs> And it's not as if you can go in there with people or who already have the primal mount because they can roll need on that primal mount for their alt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah. So it just keeps getting worse and worse. You just got to get lucky one stressful. week. I mean, it's it's luck. Both both scenarios require luck in some way, though, right? Either the drop's going to happen or you're just going to outroll somebody. Uh, so I, it is what it is. Yeah, I, and then how many... If you get two chests, is it four pieces that you get? So it's three from the first fight. You get two from the second fight, and then you get a lightweight tombstone and a coat. Because I got two with one chest. Yeah, one of the chests is two items. Chest. Yeah, you got yeah. the lucky chest. Okay. Yeah. So that's like when so when you one chest the last fight, there's the lucky chest and the unlucky chest. One of them has like the mount, the minion, like a coffer, and like I, I don't know what the, what it is now. I don't know if the it's. I think it was the weapon, coffer, mount, and minion, and the other one is just like chest piece. Yeah. 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 So there was the lucky chest and the very unlucky chest. You got the lucky one in this case because it's normally okay. three drops there. Okay. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> the third fight, I think, is feet and legs plus the twine and the solvent. And then the last fight's body, coffer, weapon, coffer, weapon, mount, minion. So second and third turn actually kind of random where the second turn can be head boots gloves one of uh, two of those three randomly yeah and then the third turn is pants plus one of those three randomly okay so it kind of works the same because what it used mm -hmm. to be was like you'd get the pants and like maybe the dragoon hat is in three and the gloves and hands mm -hmm. are in uh sorry the gloves and boots are in two but now it's just Gloves, boots, hands can be from either two or three for every job. 
And the legs are exclusively three. Yeah, and that's guaranteed. Yeah. On to going back to the depressing topic sure. of Voidwalker. Um, okay. Well, it's depressing for two of you because now that we've had the horror stories of of Sly and the naive, uh, you know, expectations of Frosty. Yeah. Um, now we get Sphia's perspective because, like you said, these fights were dead for the for the world progging groups in, in two hours, which is mm-hmm. a very different experience than what's been described thus far. <laughs> so uh, I think Voidwalker is probably the fight, Sphia, that a lot of proggers had mentioned they were looking forward to seeing what was going to happen with it the most. So how did it how did it end up working out for you? So I think my biggest disappointment, I guess, with the fight, and it's not even a bad thing, is that it was a second fight. Because what they could have done with the spell and waiting, if they put it in a fight that was supposed to be harder than you know a second turn, uh, would have been really really cool. Because uh, the spell and waiting mechanic by itself is just it's just really really it's fun, right? You've got lots of things going on, different timers and interactions with the way that mechanics are working, especially when you're dealing with the space uh, the fight gives you. Um, it, that was the only real like letdown, which isn't even a letdown, right? Um, but in terms of what we expected going into that fight, we knew that Hellwind existed uh, by you know certain ways. I think the only thing just that really threw mining. a yeah, just, we data mining. Just uh, say data mining. You can't once you've said that. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In certain ways, it's like oh, cryptic. Oh, <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, so Hellwind being in there, we knew was going to be a thing. We didn't know if it was going to be like a raid wide Hellwind because if you two of these mechanics from that fight are from Forgle. You know that old uh, yeah, weeping city. The, the we- yeah, the weeping shitty. Yeah, yeah. And actually, that guy's arena is like Guidia, the, the the name of the tombstones as well. Something about that as well. So it's all kind of connected there. And I don't know how. It's probably to do with the law that we'll find out more in the future. But both Hellwind and the the puddles are from that. So we didn't know if the Hellwind mechanic was going to be single target raid wide, but we knew it was going to be a one HP mechanic. We could safely bet on that. Uh, so the only thing that really sort of was brand new was the the hand being far or close uh, and the flare markers and then just doing abilities back to back to back and, you know, obviously more boys coming out from every mechanic. Uh, so it didn't add too much to it. It just did it at a higher pace, higher damage uh, and had a lot more punishment for failure than the normal mode. I think actually the level of punishment in that fight is quite good because typically if you go back into uh, Stormblood Raids, for example, because I'm always going to use those as, as bad examples of how they <laughs> do punishment in fights. Uh, the Stormblood example of, of how they deal with punishment is they give you a damage down. And before that, it was they give you a up. Now they give you both. So you take more damage and deal less. So I, I like that in terms of like, it lets you know you fucked up real bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, taking uh, away those those parses. That's what DPS players care about. So yep, it is. It's also uh, that entire fight is very very personal responsibility based. There are very few things that other people can do to get you killed uh, in a fight, which is actually very rare for for like a, a savage fight. I mean, it, they exist. They'll find there, a way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But there are very few within that fight. It's very, very personal responsibility based. If you want to play like a safe boy and lose your uptime and get hit by absolutely nothing, you can do that. Uh, 
but dying to other people's mistakes are actually pretty hard to do in that fight particularly when you compare it to what happens later on in the tier yeah oh yeah especially the third fight once we get to that um i'd say my only disappointment was probably hand of erebos um and this is something <laughs> that I, I recognized with uh I, I guess kind of the whole tier, except for the final fight. Um, with arm's length being two minutes, I thought they were going to force knockbacks on us. With every fight having a fall off or a death wall or something, I was really surprised he one had no nothing to use that wall for. It was just killing you for the sake of killing you. Um, on two, there's only two knockbacks, and sometimes there's only one. It's RNG where they get two or one knockbacks, and you will have your ability for both. So it because of the infrequency of it, it makes it kind of uninteractive in a sense where they're, they're, you're not really making the decision on how to use it. You just have to remember to use it um, until you get to the last fight where you could not have enough arms. If arms length was on 60 seconds, holy moly, the last fight would be a totally different experience. Speaking of the hand of Erebus, uh, I personally think, and this is huge speculation that that is going to be a fight later in the tier and the in a later tier like that whatever oh, yeah. that is it also does it not remind you of gogma gog from 132 you know the first major boss you fight i don't remember it's been a while I, but you yeah, know what I i've never played 132 so I, you I, haven't no i i assumed it was just okay. uh you know, some people singing. Wasn't that it? That's no, it's ten two. Oh, ten two. Okay. No. Well, okay. now I really okay, know you okay. haven't played thirteen yeah. two. That's the good news. Okay. It is. Yeah. It's. It, I'm almost certain that it's Gog Magog because he's like half hanging out of this void thing in the same way that hand is. Uh, but the the hand thing is kind of cool, and that they gave you another option with what to do with it. And I mean. Cool. That only really takes one pull to figure that out, though, as well. Yeah. So it, it's not really adding too much complexity to it. It just adds a, add a little bit of variance, at least, which that fight doesn't have too much of. Yeah. Is that is that good or bad? Low variance in regards to that. Because, I mean, generally fights in 14 are low variance. Variance usually is who got targeted by which mechanic this time. But you generally still want to handle it all the same. Yeah. So... In a second fight, I think it's okay. You really want this to be another. You really want them to do this again, don't you? To do to redo this fight with yeah. the spell and waiting. Oh, I, I just think there's so much they could do with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were we were planning for things like multiple stack markers with different timers, so that you're you're in stack and then out for uh, the dark fire three, then back in for the, another stack and then out for hell winds and then back in for another stack. Those sorts of things could have been really cool. Uh, and having to, you know, separate stacks in different places at the same time as other mechanics are going on. They have so many ways that they could have made these abilities interact with each other, but it's a second fight. So I'll sit here wishing. Just tell them to give us Savage Plus in point one, where it's like it's like old second coil Savage, and it just has an extra oh, materia slot on it. That would be so good. <laughs> there you go. That's so the good. solution now for harder content without raising the items. Just give it one more materia slot. Then we can replace yeah. it with crafted gear when the next patch comes out. There you go. Mm -hmm. I'm down. I'll do Savage Plus. <laughs> Everyone's got Mythic Plus for dungeons. We want Savage Plus. There you go. Mm -hmm. uh, also, I, I kind of want to say that like uh, World Proggers have a huge imagination when they see mechanics. And especially this happens, I think, for every expansion so far. You see normal mode and you look and you see, oh, what can they do? And you have two weeks to think about that. So you're going to think about every yeah. single avenue, and then you're going to come up short every single time because there's no way they're going to put all those different things in. Well, you only have that two-week wait, two wait once every two years. Yeah. Every time after hopefully, that? Hopefully. 
I'm not going to delay the next Savage tier by two weeks. Man, I, uh, you never know. Things can always change. But they don't. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless it's fucking the loot. <laughs> that's, that's, that changed. <laughs> the loot. Man. The loot got fucked. Um, and with that, with the second fight, um, I think we can go on into the third fight, which, you know... We talked about how, you know, you, you talked about how the only disappointment with Voidwalker was the second fight. And when we go to talking about the third fight, I feel like it's it's almost like reverse roles because the second the big reason why there was that theory that the boss would be fought in a different order is just because of the way normal mode went. Where people saw Voidwalker, like, I need that to be one of the harder encounters. If it's the second fight, it won't be what all of what it can be. Then people looked at Leviathan and said, What the fuck are they gonna do here? This shit's a joke. I don't even see any way they can make this harder. And then Savage came around and was like, hold my Gatorade, because Leviathan <laughs> just lost his mind. Why else do you think I'm drinking the cool blue Gatorade? Dude, that's his Gatorade phase. Once he goes into refreshing showers, that's Leviathan when he swaps from water to Gatorade. I was hoping they'd swap the bosses around. I, I just, I was hoping, you know, I, I knew it, it was not going to be something, but I thought if I championed it, like, if I, I said, yeah, it's going to happen. Eventually, maybe it might happen. Maybe. And then we see some crazy stuff within those last two fights, but I mean, it's not that we didn't get crazy stuff. Well, well yeah. you've done well, the first what, fight, Frosty. <laughs> I've seen the last two fights a handful of times, and they didn't look that. Except for the last fight, the, the third fight didn't look that different. Watching it over and over and over again, but I mean, of course, there were differences, but it didn't appear different, right? It follows the same sort of formula in the same way that two and did as well. Weren't you guys what? saying? Uh, is sorry that it was basically the same until a certain mechanic. Uh yeah, it doesn't really add too much in until you get like halfway through the fight, uh, which I don't mind too much. Like you still have to learn the first half of the half of the fight. It's not as if you can go through and just you know get to fifty percent through the fight in one pull and be like, oh, this is all the same. Everything has new interactions and things like that. Um, and while it was the same, there was one really big difference with the tsunamis that um, as watching it without actually knowing what the tooltips say, you wouldn't really understand. Um, we had to figure that out as well. But E3S in general was, like I said, that E2 was very personal responsibility. E3 is very, very team responsibility. We have got that dance that the whole team has to go through together, uh, which is every tsunami. Uh, and most other mechanics are kind of a bit like that as well, but tsunamis really kind of hammer that home just how much that's like the focus of this fight where it's we're going to go through this scripted dance to deal with all these debuffs in a very controlled manner. In front of what it looks like, tsunamis kind of like the tsunami phases kind of felt a little like spell and waiting, so a little bit. Kind of. It's, it's Hello World. Just, it's yeah, Hello, it's hello water. water. Yeah, Hello, hello World. Oh, Come on okay. now. <laughs> slice face. I didn't come up with that. I didn't come up with that. Don't blame me. Bucks. I didn't come up with Hello World. You gave me shit for shard bucks. It's Hello World and Hello World too. I didn't come up with that though. I'm just repeating it. <laughs> just outright silence. I mean, when you think about it, though. Uh... It's pretty much the same as spell and waiting, except for it just appears different, right? You're just getting in different positions right. and you're letting this, you're coordinating what you need to do between your entire right. group. Just you see it differently as it comes across, uh, I guess. 
See, I don't like to draw direct comparisons to Spillin. I feel like Spillin waiting a large portion that kind of goes underappreciated is the visual tells versus the rate at which things are actually happening. And I feel that kind of goes unappreciated because if you were to forego Spillin waiting altogether, you could they could just make all those mechanics happen at the same time instead of giving you 12 seconds to track the debuff. When Tsunami happens, you have three seconds to figure out. You have about five seconds to figure out everything that needs to happen sequentially and where you need to go. Because the first thing that happens, happens. And then it just, it's it's off to the races. Whereas Spell and Waiting, even in like the final Spell and Waiting, they throw the flares and the, and the stack marker at you. But then they give you 25 seconds before you have to deal with the next set of flares. Even though you've had the flares for 20 seconds already at that point. You literally, I think the second flare during the final spell waiting is like a 45 second timer collectively. So. Yeah, you have enough time to do arts and crafts and shit. Like, I, I forget, sometimes forget I even have flare and I'm like, oh shit, let me just lose That's it. the point, right? Yeah. And the other thing with spell and waiting is if people don't pay attention enough to see it spell and waiting, they start trying to do that mechanic in that moment and they fuck it all up. Because they're like that's the key dynamic there is they're giving you the visual knowledge of what this will do, but there's forward planning with tsunami. I I akin it. I make it more like Hello World, or I imagine more like Hello World. Because Hello World is we're gonna hit you with all these debuffs at once, and then you have a few mm -hmm. seconds to figure it out, and then make everything happen sequentially, over mm -hmm. the oh until everything is gone. Okay. Yeah. Square really liked that system where they will give you one of two options in a mechanic, and you what you've got to really know is what those two options are and quickly define which one you've got to go through. So it's in Hello World, for example, you can have as a DPS, uh, and this is actually one of the few times they give you three, uh, is give you the stack marker, or sorry, the, the shared sentence, the defamation, or the, the nothing debuff. Um, and then just knowing exactly what set pattern you have to go through depending on the debuff you get. And Hello World is the same as that. Sorry, Hello, Hello World is the same as that uh where it's it's you know the same thought process and the way that they say here's your debuff quickly decide which of the two or three set patterns you have to go through uh, identify it and then execute it spell and waiting is very different to that because it's you see it coming and then you have to realize oh we're going to do this 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 sort of at the last second as you see how they all like collapse together and interact yeah apart from hello well tsunami though <laughs> get away from that yeah, yeah. Uh, there's actually a lot in that fight that hails back to 011 and 012 so i can't remember the name of the mechanic yes it's pantocrator but but wet again uh where you're baiting <laughs> baiting aoe's moving together as a group splitting to take uh tank damage at the back of the arena uh and then just a left right you know you've got the the same thing the upgraded uh, starboard, larboard. It's the same sort of thing, but it's a big noodle boy instead. Pantocrator, but wet. Mm. But wet. But wet. Okay. All right. Memes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> memes. Good old memes. I'm waiting for the memes in this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, to be fair, we keep referring back to Hello World. If you want to go really far back, you got to go to wing justice because he's kind of the og hello world in regards to gavel so you can always go back further than that we're just going back to the most recent thing just got to give a mm -hmm. shout out to favorite boss one of the favorites always 
Yeah, always. Um, but Leviathan, I was I was impressed because I was the one fight where I looked and there was only there's a couple obvious things that they could have done, and then I had to like kind of go off the wall of like things I could suspect they would do. Like I like I said, maybe Leviathan will break in too. I didn't predict he would become woken. Like I didn't expect hmm. to see Uwu rear its ugly head into a fight, even though it makes perfect sense to do something like that. And uh, overall, I was I was pretty impressed. There's a good amount. I think I like fights that are more teamwork oriented because uh, I don't know. I'm I'm you. I can. I was playing dancer, dude. I just fucking shoot the whoop all over the fucking place. It doesn't matter. Like personal responsibility is is like as a dancer, just throw it to the wayside because you're if you fuck up royally, it doesn't even matter because you just fucking dash all over the place and fix everything. Whereas with Leviathan, I couldn't fix any problems like that. So watching so watching something that's so teamwork oriented come together and succeed, there's this like moment where you're like, We we did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's we did it. And when it E2S, it's I did it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, I dodged that turnaround. Why do you have eight stacks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's oh, that's good, fucked. <laughs> the good thing about E2S, and I'll say this going back to there for the last time, is that in about eight to ten weeks, you don't have to do much of the last phase. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This was actually something that back when create because all these tiers always get compared to creator difficulty. And going back to creator, I mean, what's more notorious than phase skips and ignoring mechanics than powering your way through them? Than literally going back to creator. I don't remember the last time I saw a lapis lazuli man. I don't remember it. <laughs> I saw all three that it would do. Three? No, no. I'm, wait a minute. You're talking about 11, aren't you? Not 12. I'm talking about Cruise Chaser. No, I was yeah. talking about the puddles at, at, on 12. Yeah, you were talking Puzzle. about Communion. Cruise Chaser. I saw it restart uh, with whatever that last thing is. Uh, yeah, you know, when we get all towers. Uh, no, we were, we were able to manage not getting 100 and restart without kill. Or no, we... I forgot what it you was. Can't, it was. Once the towers are gone in, in A11, no, the, towers the only gone. restart is you dying. <laughs> no, no, it, it restarted his mechanics because we didn't hit the towers uh, and killed him. So we so did the did, mechanics so you properly. you did the fight correctly is what you're Really saying. well. We did the mechanics okay. really well, but our DPS was shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're running Paladin, went to the... Yeah, yeah, I knew that him. joke was coming. Yeah. I saw yeah. that one. Listen, that was a physical tank buster in that fight. Yeah, Paladin yeah. was good, man. Paladin's always good, dude. <laughs> My only experience, so Paladin conviction. good. Yeah. He said that was such conviction. Yeah, Paladin's always good, man. Yeah. You just looked away from the camera at your memoirs <laughs> on the desk of Days of Heaven's Word Paladin. A12S <laughs> busters all being magical and uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, man. All right, so starting with Leviathan, we mentioned the fight starts very similarly. And kind of going back to Hand of Erebos um, with the knockback there, uh, Tidal Wave was its kind of weird. It, it's it, it, Again, you there's not enough of them for it to play like an important role in the fight other than making sure you remember to press arm's length and sure cast. All right, but that first Tidal Wave, everyone got knocked off, didn't they? Because they thought it was going to go off before the slam. That's see. I didn't care when it was going off. I just pressed arm's length. <laughs> I'm pretty sure every single group had a wipe right at the start oh, yeah. because the way that happens in normal mode is I think it's tidal wave and then slam and then it inverts it or, or one or the other way around. Uh, and everyone got done by that one at least once. Yeah. 
But then, I mean, once you realize that you, when you see it, you just press like it becomes like a non-factor. Like it's it's there. It's 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 a did you press your roll action check mechanic? And I'm okay with that from time to time. Like interruptions in E1 Savage was the only thing they added to the ad phase going all the way back there, just to make sure you had it on your hot bar. And then they they didn't care from that point on, which genuinely surprised me. Mm. Um, and yeah, now you're thinking about it, you're like, why didn't they use more interrupts? Like, why'd they give us a 30 set like this, this short duration? I was thinking more about the, the entire Eden ad phase, like, as a whole, where the ads didn't tether, they yeah. have a single interrupt, they're not core hounds, it's just to not be core hounds. No, they, they don't, you don't have to kill them at the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Although everyone seems to think you do, because, like, when, people, when groups go in fresh, their DPS is, like, not good enough, so they kill the one, and then the other one starts casting on two dust. And they're like, oh, we must have to kill them at the same time. It's Nidhogg eight circles all over again. Well, there's eight circles, <laughs> so clearly we need to stand in them. Yeah. Uh, I, did, I, you know, I saw my group do that multiple times, and I didn't bother telling them. I was like, if you guys kill them, I'm okay. As long as the healers keep us up, whatever. Just screw it. Just focus, focus them down. Do what you do. But getting back to Leviathan, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just the way they use knockbacks. Like, I'm, I'm glad to see that, like, they made us use those roll actions, you know, as much as they did. But it feels like they, they took it too easy on us, maybe because it's the first raid tier. It's just it's too easy to negate the very few knockbacks I had. I think the tsunami ones you can't negate, which is fine and all, but... Mm. I don't know. It just it felt like such an. They, I, I honestly expect them going forward to just make us almost able to not even immune like some of the really major ones that it feels like we should actually know how to do the fight. Yeah. Uh, I don't have that much of a problem with it because even without pressing that roll action, you don't get knocked off. There's no situation where you can't preposition and you know that that'll result in you being knocked off the the arena. Um. It's it's helpful to use, but it's not mandatory. I mean, yeah, I, I guess it's just I when I look at the fourth fight where arm's length and surecast is a goddamn commodity. Mm. And it's like you actively have to make decisions strategically based on whether or not you saved it. And for me, that's a lot more interesting. If you're gonna include knockbacks at all, to have to make a strategic decision with how to use that immunity matters okay. to me a lot more than I'll agree with that. Throwing two knockbacks in the fight and saying, well, you'll have it for all of them. That's just me. Maybe other people don't feel the same. That's I, I always like strategic depth if they're going to add these actions that are available across these roles unanimously without any decision making. I hate strategy. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Some people do. Come on now. It's true. Um, but other than that, I don't know. I, would, I, I think Leviathan was actually the fight I was most impressed with collectively i think because it was such a low point in normal mode and they actually did like some really good stuff with it going into savage i think it, for, comparatively it was the biggest increase in in funness across <laughs> the previous difficulty yeah funness i know great word it's good the uh, second half of the fight really impressed me the fact that it didn't just reuse all the same mechanics from the first phase and, and it actually put new stuff in that we one hadn't seen in normal mode uh, and two made sense with kind of the flow of the fight as well. Uh, I like seeing new phases toward the ends of fights. It slows down the progression rate a little bit, but not in an artificial way. Uh, and it's always fun, like breaking down new mechanics and figuring them out. I mean, the first time you see him go woke, you realize things have 
changed. And luckily, people who did Uwu probably immediately figured out some of the things that were going to change. I don't know. As soon as I saw that happen, I was like, he's going to do double of everything. That was my first reaction yeah. upon seeing it from past. And sure enough, double temporary current. This is the, one of the first things you see him do. And they kind of use the beginning of Refreshing Shower to teach you some of the things that are different. There's p the puddles that come from Drenching Pulse and the double temporary currents. They, they give you like a window in which to remind you things are different now. Whereas with like Eden and Prime, he just throws three Vice and Virtues at you. He's like, they're different. Good luck. <laughs> I don't know hmm. how else to describe I think uh, the biggest complaint that when we were talking about it the other day was that the platform... They didn't do as much with the platform as uh, some people were hoping, where they would cut it in different directions or different ways. Yeah, I thought they were going to do that. I thought they were going to make the Smash Bros. simple. They're going to just cut it like this. In the oh, sense. that would be great. And then they have to, and you got to leave the tank on an island with scouring waters. So you got to know who has scouring waters. <laughs> they have to isolate themselves. Mm -hmm. See, that's the thing. Like, I just, it's my, I think too much. That's all it is. You should it's, do that it's less. Just a, it's a product of having two weeks again to yeah. to really break down what they could do, and it's only going to disappoint you if you do that. I think. Mm -hmm. I will say this though, and I and Sly Frosty, I'm warning you: if you do this, I'm I'm going to be upset. Stay out of the puddles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The puddles that grow, I've never seen. You mean the heavy puddles? Yes. I've never seen puddles that start as one size and grow to become another size be such a menace since Creator, where the fucking black and red puddles that grow and everyone just forgets. I, I knew I knew seeing it happen in normal that it would be a problem in Savage <laughs> too. I'm surprised by that though, because it's, it's actually like there's nothing going on while it happens. Like you've got to move for a dive bomb, but that. There's well, no uptime to keep. It's literally just don't stand in shit. That's it. That's the whole phase. <laughs> you guys were definitely in a different perspective of not being in Party Finder, so I'm I'm excited <laughs> to see what PF has for me. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Because right. <laughs> hey, that one is it's literally a free-for-all. There's no, like, strat which you can guarantee to dodge all the dive bombs in the puddles. You just literally use your right. eyes and don't get hit. That's it. Yeah. Use uh, your eyes and don't get hit. That oh, is yeah. a fun party finder. Some high yeah, put that in the party finder title. Use your eyes. Yeah. Inundation Savage requiring item level 450. Use your eyes and don't get hit. Yeah, no, I need that. I need that AVG No entire card. fight. Been to enrage, but still not know the mechanics. That's who I want in my party. Oh, you want the authentic experience? Yeah, the authentic one. Okay. Uh, good. Just go use uh, the go let me go use the raid finder in NA. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> I think pops. Uh uh, and also on this, just uh, this is definitely one of the highlights. I think for Sophia's group, you guys did a really good job on that. Uh, so congrats! They were the first one to clear it. So yeah, we did really well on uh, E3. I think we thought we were really slow getting out of it, but and when we look back at the sheet later on, we realized that we actually had quite a lead coming out of it. But uh, I think that was really largely due to being able to relate the mechanics back to older things. Mm -hmm. um the only thing that we saw that we're like how do we deal with this was black smoke is the last mechanic um and even then it only took i think one set of footage to figure out what we should be doing with it just we got some big brains in our team that's all yeah yeah big brains are what you need mm. and speaking of uh big titan 
Is that oh, I thought you were gonna say something else. Okay. <laughs> that's what that's uh that was a tactic that I deliberately used. So okay. I'm glad that it made you think anything mm-hmm. else. It's Texas, you know. Yeah, you Texas. Yeah, Texas. Everything sure. everything's bigger in Texas. Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. That's all, that's the truth. Um Titan I've seen people go back and forth with opinion wise, um, in regards to the fight's overall design and flow. Um, Sly and Frosty, I don't know if you've kept up with the opinions that Absolutely. I've, I've seen. Well, Frosty, I hope so, because yeah. and we'll be asking you about that after this, because we've got a few other sure. Savage related topics to cover, one of which I'm very excited to hear one of you talk about. Oh, it's just one. OK, <laughs> well, no, it's because there's only <laughs> one of you who can talk about it. OK, because uh, it, having done E4 Savage in particular, okay. um, I forgot where I was going because we talked about that. Uh, people opinions uh oh yeah like, so yeah. so you've seen that yeah for e4 Sly, have you have you seen anyone saying anything about e4 because i've seen a lot of very interesting i haven't really i haven't really looked at the opinions about e4 i've just looked at e4 in general like like watch so, the yeah. kill video or something like that yeah no watching Prague actually watching people just do it like i'm watching it from the perspective of a pug at that because that's the perspective i'm going in with so like yeah i've seen people like get kills and everything but i'm really watching the pugs and seeing how i'm gonna have to deal with that bullshit i'm i'm of the opinion two is actually gonna be the worst fight to pug i think i think one three and four um with enough gear i think are gonna be reasonable because it's very set in stone you are a healer here you go here you're a tank here you go like it's very very static for a lot of the mechanics mm. is my opinion. And I, so I think three, I think two is really the big hurdle. And once you get through that, I think three and I think three and four will, as long as they can meet the DPS check, be a little better. Like Halicarnassus level, like Halicarnassus was super reasonable to pug for Delta scape. And I, I'd consider that still a fairly good fight. You know, of a comparable difficulty for the time at the very least. Yeah. Uh, I would say once you get to three and four, uh, especially if you're getting into it within the next couple of weeks or so, it should be mostly with half competent players. Uh, half so competent. At least half. Yeah. I mean, it's more than what I've seen so far. Uh, so I don't know. Because anyone can enter ES1 or E1S, right? Anyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you have to have at least cleared one to get the two. And one's not that bad. But if you can clear two... You might be okay in three. That was how right? it was with Halicarnassus, for, in yeah. my experience, for the most part. I found that exactly what you just said was the reason why Halicarnassus was a lot more reasonable. Because mm-hmm. I had to pug my way through Delta Scape. Other, well, I had to pug my way after week one for Delta Scape. Because I pugged to three in Rage for Delta Scape week one. Um, mm. But, uh, Sphia. Yes. You have a a very well-developed opinion of that fight, and you even did this whole tier on Black Mage. So your <laughs> perspective is even more Galaxy Brain than a lot of people's, because that's just what it takes to play Black Mage, in my opinion. How do you feel? Because I'm sure that you and others have ex- have expressed some level of disdain towards the later ends of the fight in particular. For one reason, that's not really to do with the fight itself. We're going to be I think talking is, about that yeah. reason. Yeah. But my thoughts going into the tier about what Titan was going to be is that 
what we saw from normal mode, right, was which is just fists and, and car form, was that either this fight, like based on just that phase alone, was either going to be really, really shit or good. There was there was no in between. I think that knockbacks, like downtime forcing knockbacks as a mechanic, are actually just not very fun. Uh, when you got to deal with, like, when that's like the gimmick of the fight, dealing with just being pushed away from the boss every 30 seconds, you've got a, a two minute arm's length now that you can't do anything about. If that continued with the the way that the first phase went for the whole fight, I don't think this fight would have been fun at all. Um, phase one is good, I think, because it's short and intense and high-paced and actually difficult to execute. But it's phase one, and they leave it there, and then everything changes after that, and I'm very happy for that. They keep the, the things that I think are kind of bullshit just isolated there, and they never go back to them. Yeah, and uh, the thing is, the Titan is essentially trying to replicate the Stormblood bosses without replicating the Stormblood bosses. It is the it is effectively door boss that's super intense, really quick, you know, first phase. But it's part of the whole encounter. Yes, and mm-hmm. the amount of efficiency you have during that phase does play a role in whether or not you can make it through the entirety of the rest of the encounter. It's, it it's, it matters, and it's not just an arbitrary. We're gonna kill this thing once every two hours. And then once every week until you have a really bad second week and you have to kill it again. Because mm. everyone forgot the fight because you beat it like a day in. <laughs> That's going to be fun for you tonight. You're already thinking about that. Does everyone remember? Right. And like what? Two hours? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hope everyone remembers. <laughs> Nobody's going to. Oh, come on now. Uh, so with Titan, um, you said he starts with that really intense phase. Um I didn't get my prediction entirely right. I mean, I did, but I also didn't. Archean Titan. I mean, it just, it seemed like there was no other option for, for us, like a, a wow factor for a big mm-hmm. phase. I'm like, those rocks in the back are way too well rendered. Just not for the reasons that I thought. Right. Okay. So I'd imagine that there was some shock factor upon seeing, I'm for all of you, I'd have to imagine you've all seen Dynamax Titan at this point. Right, of course. Yeah, yeah that's a Pokemon reference for anyone. Yeah. It comes out later this year. Shield and Sword. I think November. I don't know. I don't know if I'm <laughs> excited for that game or not excited for that game. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I agree, actually. Dynamax only lasts three turns. Well, it lasts two phases here. So he <laughs> didn't even get his third turn, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, was there were, were we all in and, and surprised to see Thanos Titan pop his pop his head out right there and try to snap your static out of existence? Uh, to be honest, I was either I, I wasn't anticipating that. I don't know if I'm surprised. I'm like, oh, OK. Uh, it wasn't really like, oh, it was like, oh, I, I, this is what they're doing. Uh, I was thinking there was a chance that we're going to see more Transformer vehicle action, but like flying airplanes and helicopters. I don't know. Something. Save that for the Garuda fighter jet next year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Sorry. Get you excited there. So what about you? I'm assuming you've seen the tran- the transition at this point. Is it, is it everything you wanted it to be? I mean, it's everything I expected. Like I was just expecting him. Like I was expecting Arky and Titan. And we got it. He's Titan maximum. He's, he's he's Chad Titan. Chad's <laughs> saying that they changed it from Dynamax to Gigantamaxing, by the way, for Pokemon. 
which sounds dumb. I'm going to be the first really to say is. that. All right. I'm going to keep calling. Well, now I'm going to change the script. I already recorded the guide and I see Dynamax. God damn it. Ruined. I got to fix that now. Okay. Yeah, oh, it's two time. different things. Oh, it's two different things. Okay. It's getting worse by the second. Good. I can leave the script as is. You guys saved it. All right. Um, but I, the big complaint I've seen is that after that first super intense phase Fia, it gets less intense as the fight goes on, is the number one complaint I've seen. Yeah, I can agree with that. It gets less intense, but because of the length of the fight, which could even be longer, in my opinion, uh, that kind of is less important, I think, because it's one. It's getting to that phase, that, well, that point of a fight's duration where just the length of the fight becomes a, a, sort of a, a mechanic or a difficulty increase in itself in the same way that you you have that in, in Ukob and Uwu where you're getting to 13, 14 minutes into a fight and the pressure's on at that point as opposed to when you got the 10-minute raid enc- uh, encounters in 04S, 08S, and 012S. Is it 04? It wasn't 04, like 12 minutes or something? I remember yeah, 04. 04 was, was a little bit longer, but it's yeah. still, it's nothing like the 1330 plus that we're seeing now. Whoa, that's a slow instance. 1310, yeah. 13, you got to <laughs> relax. This is, that's a really slow instance you got there. Right. Well, 1330, I think, is, is standard. I think that's what they expected and tuned around. Yeah. Considering they said that it's going to be no DPS check, but that's, that's another topic for later. But, it uh, will be very soon. Yeah, but Titan Maximum phase is, I think, really, really cool. I, I really like terrain interaction and actually feeling like that you're playing on a map instead of a circle or a square mm-hmm. and that, that where you are matters. Uh, and there's no better way to do that than to actually literally lock you off from two sections of the room unless you're pre-positioned there and having to deal with mechanics, specifically with the fact that you can't go back there anymore. Uh, is cool. I think the only bad thing about that is... The act of going up and going down, just fucking with your casts, is so annoying. But like, you just you just learn to deal with it, I guess. Um, but apart from that, the mechanics are not overly difficult, but they're punishing. So that if if you miss like make a mistake, people are gonna die. Uh, everything gives magic mole, and everything does magic damage in that phase, pretty much. So. If you're hitting people with your blue marker, or you're stacking incorrectly, or you're putting a yellow somewhere you shouldn't be, you're just dead. Uh, there's no, I've got a Voln stack. I think maybe tanks can probably get away with one mistake at some points, but it's very rare that you can make a mistake and just not outright die. Uh, and I'm all for punishment. So good. Thumbs up from me for there. Uh, the other, yeah. the other thing about Titan maximum phase is that you do those mechanics with the up downs and then you get a very, very like stormblood reminiscent minute long phase of him punching plates one at a time and that's probably the only part of the entire raid tier i'd say doesn't have the pacing right because this whole this whole tier just love to throw mechanics at you one after the other and it felt really really good except for when he's punching plates because you're just watching him wind up yeah and god he takes so long i mean i don't mind because i'm playing <laughs> black mage i get to sit in the middle and just whack him but I, I love seeing people get knocked long. off. It was my favorite thing. It's like when they first got into that mechanic and they were like, oh, what's happening? And they could just get knocked out. Uh, you could just see the fist coming and then flying back. It was one of my favorite things. Oh, you're talking about the one where he just does this. He just the jab. Right. 
Correct. Okay, yeah, the ja- that's yeah, the, the one. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, he's talking. So it's funny because um, we learned we learned something the hard way about plate fracture. So uh, the way so the and also by the way, rock throw is stupid. I think it just softens the arena so he can break it. He uses an ability that does nothing except like it waves over the arena and nothing happens. I think that's also to jail the healers. I thought that, but he doesn't use it again later really? when he jails them the second time. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just assuming he's like he's moistening up the rocks so he can break. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, he, I mean, a soft rock doesn't sound much better. Soft rock and hard rock do not do not rock. help. Rock, but wet. Yeah, rock, but wet. Yeah, put a put a little fucking sign on that and say rock when wet. Anyway, so. Uh, the, we learned that if you actually break the jails too quickly, the third punch follows the person who's jailed to wherever they are, even if they're not jailed anymore. So we had him punch the back left, the back right, and then he followed us to the front left. And we were just all there, and I'm like, you don't want to stand there. And then he punched the one we were on, and we all died. <laughs> Out. Done. So uh, that was sure interesting. That made that phase a lot quicker for us collectively we got that one once only but it was about the 15th time we'd seen the mechanic so we're all just like what what's going on has this been an anomaly and we just freak out about it every time afterwards but that whole phase is reactable i know that a lot of people made triggers for it because they couldn't oh you mean like northwest north like where he's punching which one he's punching out so people know like as soon as the wind-up starts which one he's punching which you shouldn't be able to tell i think from the visual indicator uh which makes things slightly easier to execute so i don't think it's necessarily bad to use it but there is a really easy way to determine uh the order that he's punching and just gives you a little bit of a tighter time to to execute what you've got to do during that that phase well i mean the jail's actually not even targetable till the arena's already broken so it's just a right. matter of getting pre-positioning to, yeah pre-positioning yeah. yeah so it's not too much tighter but it's a, it's somewhat noticeable uh, and then you get to the last phase, which for me resembles uh, kind of like the last several minutes of an ultimate where it's we're going to chuck a bunch of shit at you that's going to kill you and you need to finish this DPS check or that's it. Like, we'll, I'll, it'll, we'll just whittle away at you in yeah. a sense. I like the last phase in that there are a lot of like you can walk into it the first time and you can get through it. You can limp through and see the end of the fight, but you're not meeting the enrage doing that. You can also go into it and do very poor uptime strats. And if your damage is really good, you can still kill the fight. But you can go into it and you can optimize the shit out of it and then just smash that check as well. So it gives you like stepping stones and how you learn that last phase and, and progress to the end of the fight, which is, I think, a really healthy design. And also like it's satisfying to actually progress through and go through those checkpoints. There's no actual checkpoints. Just no, no, I mean like progression yeah. checkpoints. Yeah, just, yeah. Just right. as a reminder to everyone, there's no checkpoints in this fight. It's all it's all one encounter. I like that stepping stones because he's Titan. Anyway, um, yes, our friend, his little brother, Titan Minimum. Don't talk to me or my son ever again. <laughs> yeah, it's the best the best meme to come out of that fight, <laughs> and entirely accurate at that. Well, there's a few other memes that come out of that fight that I could think of, but. Uh, We'll, we'll 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 drop those later, okay? As far as I'm concerned, Sly knows exactly what I'm talking. I saw his face. I saw his face change. 
What, Sly? It's not like you did it. I'll have to. <laughs> you never will now. You've, you've been warned. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, I thought the whole fight came together pretty well. I actually really like super intense heal phases where it's like mitigate this, mitigate that, roll through. I feel like that's kind of an underappreciated thing in raiding overall. People see the mechanics happen, right? They see teams survive. But they don't see the reprisal here, Adol here, Shield Samba here, which healers using Temperance and then which is using their deploy and which like I feel like that's like the most underappreciated part of mapping out like raids early on and then eventually ultimates when they come out. Because it's like one of the most important things to do in raiding. And that last phase puts that specific ability of your team in check. It also mixes it up in a really cool way that I think the last time we had something like this was, well, that was kind of, you know, really similar to this at least, was was our A12S, where you've got both an untargetable boss doing AoEs and a targetable boss doing AoEs. So you've got to manage your mitigation with targeted mitigation and party side mitigation because you can't debuff the tumults that are coming from Titan Maximum in the back. So you've got to use things like uh, Dark Missionary, like your troubadours or whatever ranged equivalent you have uh, and adults and then manage those in a way that mean that you can survive both of them and not just, you know, throw reprisal, adult, whatever other things you want on the boss, because then the tumults will kill you. So it's this like this balancing act of targetable mitt and untargetable mitt mixed with the frequency that they're happening at, what party comp you've brought so that you can uh, actually manage it properly it's really cool. It gives you lots of ways that you can handle the mechanics, uh, but it's also not so tight that like you need a certain comp to do it uh, because healers are really, really powerful now and they can negate a lot of that. And that's actually a pretty important topic that we haven't, I guess, touched upon at all with Savage is, is the healing. Um, obviously, healers are still putting out DPS. You know, it was, you know, they're not going to stop doing that. But do you think that they in, they intensified healing at all between this and the previous expansion? Honestly, I couldn't tell you because I don't play healer. But I, I look at my like, HP drop. That's all I know. <laughs> I go back up. There's, there's a few reasons that it feels that way. I think, it, like, in a way, they've almost artificially uh, increased you know healing requirements by increasing the amount of HP that DPS have because we've got so much bit on our accessories now, right? Like we've got some thousand something more than uh, we had before the expansion and only a few hundred more like main stat. So our HP is scaled a lot harder than uh, our damage has since the last expansion. But the, the damage values that we're taking are similar in terms of like HP percentage. So while we've got more HP, we're taking the same percentage of it, but heals weren't buffed in terms of potency to make up that difference outside of a few cases. So things like a Helios before would have healed like 30% of your HP. Now it's down to like 20%, but you're still taking 60% of your HP from a raid wide. So you need more GCDs to do it, to top yourself after it. If that made sense to you. We'll probably have to get a, yes, it made sense to me. (laughs) It was explained well. Yeah. I got. Listen, I got. I got. I got a big enough brain. I'll be all right. Okay. We'll get. Uh, we'll get a healer on the show at some point and get a direct response from them because I know as all of us are DPS or tanks. If anything, Frosty would probably notice it most. I mean, well, dying auto attacks. 
Yeah, dying. Well, Party Finder uh, is going to be really fun uh, for Titan. Tons of fun. Uh, that DP, that healing check is going to be great. But that being said, uh, I've gotten mixed reactions um, from healers that I've discussed this with, at least with Titan. They they said, yeah, the the healing check is real. You know, I have to heal. It feels like I have to heal at that one part of the fight. It's pretty intense, and we wish every role had a way to make it feel very intense during that fight as well. Um, the other side to that is I heard healing is pretty much easy because you have so many ways to heal now. Uh, and so after you figure it out, I don't think it's so bad. I mean, you're, you're a little intense there, but overall the rest of the fight isn't as fun for healers maybe because it's just, you have a solution for everything. Well, that's why scholars got energy train. They have something to do when they're bored now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I think that the people who say that the healing is easier is because they're really familiar with the way the class kits work now. And so when they say that it's easy, it's because they don't have to spend as many GCDs now as they do, or they may have before. But they still have to play their class really well to heal the amount of damage that's going out, especially at the end of that fight. Um, there is a lot of raid-wide damage, and it's not necessarily to do with how easy it is to heal, because technically, if you know how to play the job, everything's easy, you could say. Mm -hmm. But the knowledge you need to, to do that, to use the toolkit properly, I'd say is higher now because of all the tools we've got available. You can't just you know, throw things out willy-nilly. Everything has a use and a place. Mm. So I'd say that there is more raid-wide damage. Absolutely. That would be in a, in a Savage tier. It feels like it, but good, like, like exceptional healers. Sorry, that should be what I use. Uh, will feel like it's easy because they're so familiar with the kits now and they've had so much like, experience and practice but for people who don't play you know the 16 hour raid tiers like we do uh it's gonna not feel like easy or like you're just you know walking over it it's, it's still definitely going to be a challenge i can imagine getting into titan and literally taking weeks to get past that phase to find people who can heal it i, I can imagine that's going to be the case i don't know maybe not weeks i don't know maybe maybe not We'll I brought see. a guest onto the show. The stream can't see him anymore, but he is sitting right in front of me. Ah. It's okay. He 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 just wants dinner. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, I'm curious because I actually kinda want to hop into healing for mm. just just like randomly, like join like one chest and stuff and just like dick around. Don't you laugh, Sly? I did that with Chaos on my scholar on Crystal. Before I'm laughing Crystal. Fucking Aloha. Oh, you're laughing because of okay. I thought you were laughing because I he I said me healing and you went. <laughs> With a big smile. I mean, I've seen, you, I've seen you heal before. I know you can heal. Can heal is one thing. <laughs> Anyone called, can uh, heal. It's called curing waltz. Yeah, dude, dude. Nobody asked me to time my curing waltz. This whole raid tier. I was like, people would be like, I need help here, healing, and I'd be like, got ya, and I wouldn't get a single thank you. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Thank you, you, dancer. Think about this. That's nine to fourteen k HP every time I've every minute I press that. That's like no one thanks me for, for divine veil, dude. They're not gonna. I thank you me. for divine veil. I'll prop have you, your divine veil have you with curing walls. When have you? Well, thanked I haven't thanked you because I don't play with okay. you. I've right, thanked paladins. Go. All right. I say, where do you want curing walls? And they say, pull. That's <laughs> when you ask, where do you want divine veil? Somebody goes here. No, you they go, don't. Okay. Well, that's because you're in the party finder and they don't even know what your job abilities are. Oh, so you're saying the static of good players 
say pool and they don't care. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Exceptional. Exceptional players. Sorry. Spia. Anyone who <laughs> anyone who cares, nobody cares. Not a single not ne there's not a single white hole mechanic for someone to be missing 20 HP and for me to go, I got that. Don't waste a whole nother GCD healing. That that surprises me there's no white holes because we literally got a UI element added to our HP bars to tell us if we're even one HP below zero, uh, below max. Yeah, the little, there's, there's, no a, there's a down arrow, yeah, isn't there? A little there? down arrow. If you're yeah. even slightly not topped, it'll tell you. So I was expecting like white holes everywhere, but it just didn't happen. Well, don't worry. When they do happen and you have that situation where that one dude's missing like 100 HP and the healer's like, I don't want to spend a whole nother GCD, but if you don't, that guy's fucking dead. That's when you'll be thanking me for my curing waltz. For that moment. <laughs> I always, I always think about that too. Like uh, when I use reprisal, because I, I, I'll be honest with you, so far I haven't really cared where I put reprisal, divine veil, or anything else. But I use it. I, I actively try. I'm like, hey, it might be good here. And then when I use it on like an AOE and someone's like down to like their last hundred health, I'm like, I saved you. You don't know this, <laughs> but I'm the reason you're alive. I saved you. I feel the same I way about Shield Samba. I feel the same way about Shield Samba in uh, Voidwalker. There's the one split damage AOE that comes right after like a uh, like, uh, cleaver. And like everyone tries to get to the same spot, but they got to dodge all the Zubats. And I'm like, I'll shield some of this. And I see someone survive with 5,000. I'm like, you're welcome. Oh, he's going to die so quiet as later. Yeah, he'll be okay. <laughs> oh, he'll be okay. Have hope. I'm going to die to Aloha eating my face at this rate. Won't leave me alone. Okay, so that's topic number one in Savage. There's actually a much hotter topic in Savage right now. That has been in the game for a very long time and is coming to the forefront now more than ever. And that is the meme of fast instance versus slow instance. Basically, this is, and again, this has been in the game for a long time. Um, sometimes boss mechanics just happen faster than they're supposed to. We've had enrages logged for Titan. That enrage at like 13.13. And then we've had enrages logged at 13.38. Which is a lot of fucking time to give you to finish an actual fight. Yeah. We had a 13.07 and a 13.08 in Brog. So we, we had an instance which was all sub 13.10. Which is a full 30 seconds shorter than, mm. uh, than some enrages that other people are seeing. Which is like, that's a really long time. That's a couple million HP of damage that you can do in that time uh it's never as i guess pronounced or as drastic in a lot of other fights because there's so much uptime in this fight mm -hmm. uh usually it, it was really noticeable in a fight like neo right where people would talk about it you can sometimes get a gcd before he jumps away and sometimes you can't all depends on the mm -hmm. instance but here it's it all kind of combines and you think everything's fine until you get to the end and you're like wait why is the boss enraging now and then he does now, um, I actually have an example. So uh, I had the privilege when I was visiting the JP data center with uh, a character that I made up to that uh, uh, I took up to level 70 and I did some uh, Omega uh, Alpha Scape with. Um, Ice, who uh, is a very prominent raider in the, uh, in the Japanese community, and he actually made a YouTube video showing what is a, a ninth, what a nine second desync. Like he shows a fast instance versus a slow instance. And... Uh, I was I was actually blown away because you can see it desync right from the stone crusher. 
and you can just as you gradually watch the video it gets worse and worse and worse. I'm actually gonna put that on the screen with no audio right now. So they're, effectively the fights are at the same point. It's slightly below 100%, but it lines up the first mechanic perfectly. That was the point of the video is to make sure that the Stone Crusher, the very first mechanic lines up perfectly. So if you guys wanna tune into the stream, you can see that the very first, and by the way, it's probably lagging the stream a little bit. I had to change encodings before this. So uh, for some reason, it's, it's very negatively impacting the broadcast itself. but Within the first Stone Crusher alone, you can already see a massive desync in the mechanics. For what started as two kicks landing at the exact same second, by the time you're a minute into the fight, you can just see like a massive, massive desync of mechanics happening right there. Like now we're watching the oranges, at least on my speed, that what's showing on the stream uh, by the time it gets around. And they see about a second difference. And it's just, it's insane to just watch that first Stone Crusher immediately desync. And by the end of the fight, there's a nine second difference between the start of Enrage Cast. And uh, it perfectly sums up the video. And I'll probably mm -hmm. change something for this for the YouTube so that way it's not. Uh, yeah, because I had to. So for anyone who's wondering why the frames are dropping a lot, so I had to. OBS wouldn't launch with the encoding that I was using. And uh, I had to change the encoding to what I don't normally use. And it really got screwy with OBS. And it's, OBS is very much not liking it. Hmm. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. And it's, of course, going to be something that people are going to talk about and have heated emotions, especially after competitive players finish up the tier, right? Um, so then you start to hear a lot about it and everything. But I think in the end, most people have come back to understand that's kind of what it, the game has done before, and they understand a little bit. Clearly, they're not going to be happy about it in a competitive setting, but that's Final Fantasy. For me, it's not even about a competitive setting. It is Fights can feel very different at times with even just slight desyncs. Um, and the amount, mm -hmm. and having a, a, a very uh, established level of consistency. You know, this game's picked up a lot of popularity in Shadowbringers. So for this to be a topic is not something you necessarily want to have uh, something your games represented with is a massive desync in the rate at which mechanics actually happen. So uh, having a, a, a an upward of almost 30 second desync between people's enrage timers in the most, in the most minimum of scenarios versus the most maximum of scenarios. That's a, that's a big deal. It's, it was always been a deal. It's a, it's becoming a bigger deal. So it isn't just a problem, as you were saying, and for like the competitive like racing, it's also anyone who tries to kill this fight now has to worry about instance RNG, because I know that a lot of people farming for their first clears in the in the first week were rezoning after hitting Enrage at 13, 10, 13, 20, and looking for a better instance, because you can have upwards of a thousand raid DPS difference. At, required to kill it at, at these different times which you can't just pull that out of your ass you know a thousand raid dps is a lot yeah no i can i get that i get what yeah. you guys are saying it affects everyone especially like week one i think is probably where it's going to be the most prevalent but almost anyone going for their first kill is going to have to encounter this uh and it's it just feels annoying to have to to manage something that's completely out of your control now sly you're working on voidwalker I have a, I had a massive desync on Voidwalker on the week uh, on uh, the day of the clear. Obviously cleared it day uh, day one, 
I had I, I've seen people report and seen footage of so many different instances for Void Walker. It's actually blowing my mind. Someone got six quietuses before the enraged quietus at the end. <laughs> he had oh, six you. stacks by the end of the fight. <laughs> so that tells me that that one is is well that fight particularly is coded the same way as Pepsi Man, because the way that Pepsi Man worked was that if you got a fast instance, he would use splashes after the ferro fluids before enrage. Mm -hmm. So the way that they do this is they'll sometimes have an enrage uh, hard coded to be at a certain time. So they might say thirteen thirty, boom, enrage is happening. No matter where you are in the rotation, it'll finish what he's doing. Then he's going to cast enrage, or they might say it's going to happen after he finishes all of his set mechanics. So it'll go mechanic one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then enrage. So when you have that that sequential one and then enrage, when you have the, the instance deviation, that's where you see the, the really big problem. But when you, like what, what Happy was talking about, seeing that sixth quietus is because you've got a fast instance and instead of it being like, oh, I'm enraging at 1220 or whatever it's arbitrary time. Uh, sorry, yeah, that's the way it is working. Instead of saying, I'm doing five quietus and then I'm enraging, it's saying I'm taking all the way up until this set time, then I'm enraging. So in a fast instance, that set time has six quietus before it, but in a slow instance, it's only got five. By the way, he's supposed to only do four. That's like it's four. Oh, God. That's what he's supposed to do. Because on my clear, mm. he only did four. Um, and then I've seen some people say they've gotten three, and I don't, I don't <laughs> know if I. That's ridiculous because that means that he literally goes quietus, chaos retribution, quietus, chaos or retribution, quietus, and then enrages. So. <laughs> there's it's there's the variance it just feels like something that's always been there is worse now for whatever yeah. reason so sly not only are you going to be fighting with the party finder for actually making it there you now are also adding this thought into your party finder groups thanks <laughs> <laughs> listen i don't make the rule sly i'm just warning you god now i have to count quiet as fuck <sighs> Well, I, I, apparently it doesn't matter if you count it or not, because it's not going to be the same amount. You just go and hope and pray. I mean, but still, he gets he still gets damage stacks on, on the extra quietus, right? Yeah. Well, it's at the end where it's just like an AOE spam, which is usually pretty high uptime in terms of your damage. So in a fight like E2, it's not so bad because you're still getting the same duration encounter, right? You just get more quietuses at the end, which mean a little bit more healing, but... The enrage is going to be roughly the same time, give or take a couple of seconds. It what becomes ends up happening though, Sphia, is people think, <laughs> yeah, the healers are like, oh, the next one's enraged. Fuck it, I'm uh, DPSing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck it, I'm not healing. Yeah, yeah. I'm DPSing. Yeah. Or you okay. run out of like raid wides to like mitigate it or anything like that. That could also happen. Or if anyone has I mean, yeah. stacks from the ads, there you go. At a six stack quietus, you're just going to die without a lot of mitts. So yeah. <laughs> it's pretty rough. But it, yeah, it's. <laughs> It feels a lot more impactful in a fight where it just says, you know, we're doing these mechanics and then enraging because that's where you get the huge deviations and actually an encounter time, which requires you to have a lot more or less DPS, uh, which is what I think is probably going to piss off a lot of people, probably more so bugs than uh, like PF is going to, if you've got to do arbitrarily 2000 more DPS than someone else declare this fight as a bug, you're not going to be happy. Right. Well, we could be certain that Square Enix has had this 
brought to their attention. I, I would be. Well, that's why I'm bringing it up yeah. here because it's just one more instance of it being brought yeah. up. Yeah. And the more places it's brought up, the better. Whether it be keep remember if you're reporting it on the official forums, don't you just follow the template and that's it. <laughs> don't yeah, don't does... don't throw in this dumb fucking shit is causing me to wipe every uh, causing me to wipe yeah. with pugs. Don't put that part in. Just, if you can, if you can post on the forums, you're posting for a lot of people who can't post on the forums. So try to keep that power and help us out. Does this get brought up during the Q and A? That's you know, I there's three things I expect to pop up during the Q and A: instance timers, ninja, and summoner. <laughs> Those are the three things I expect to get brought up during the Q and A. So I I'd hope so. Fingers crossed that there there is a question involved. Because keep in mind, it's from that thread. So if it's not in the thread, then no, it won't get brought up. Unless he just determines that it's important enough to bring up without being asked. Which he may. He may. Yeah. I have other predictions for tomorrow. I oh. think they're gonna I think they're gonna bring the 1411 collab back because Eleven's randomly getting a free login this month. For no reason. Eleven's just getting a free login. They never do that. It's literally been May and November for the past five years. And on the month of of Shadowbringers on uh, Final Fantasy XIV's anniversary, I think they're I think they're that would be my prediction is they're bringing it back for the Rising this year. Hmm. So we'll see how that pans out. But that's my prediction for tomorrow. So hold me to you'd it. Kn- you'd know best, Happy. I don't know best. I'm just guessing because why the fuck is Final Fantasy XI getting a free login? It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's out of nowhere. Yeah. So, uh, okay. There was was there was one other thing. I think before we wrapped up that I wanted to bring up, I don't remember what it was. Oh, Frosty. Yeah, what's up? So something we've been talking about the raids here this whole time, and we've Mm -hmm. been mentioning you retweeting and tracking all the stuff. Uh, For anyone who doesn't know, not only does Frosty do another Final Fantasy 14 podcast, I've been on it. He's been on here, you know, uh, mutual friends and, of course, love Mog Talk. I had a shirt on before yeah. we started and I took it off because I had to, like, go outside and I didn't want to be seen in it. Yeah, I hate <laughs> State of the Realm, you know, but it's okay. You know, we have different opinions. Uh, and yeah. it's fine. Yeah, that's fine. It's okay. But uh, <laughs> I like Sphia's face. Sphia is just like, and you know, it's funny. Me. Spia has been on Mog Talk Saturday, and he's on the show with me again today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can't get away from me, Frosty. Yeah, it's yeah I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't yeah. want to. Um, but one other thing Small. that another thing that Frosty does that's a, a big contribution to the uh, to the Final Fantasy XIV rating community, especially from an information standpoint, is he tracks clears. Uh, when the first however many 50 or so like final boss clears happen, you know, at that point, there's not really much to track anymore. Times, we don't really have a resource for that in the Final Fantasy 14 community. You know, we just kind of take people's screenshots and recordings and whatever anyone wants to participate. We take that at face value and we have no form of confirmation through achievements or anything like that. So uh, I kind of just wanted to poke your brain about what got you to do that in the first place. Sure. Um, uh, because I, I love that you do it. It's, I, I appreciate it a lot. I, I appreciate your appreciation. Cause it wears me the, f- out. <laughs> uh, but it, no, like, uh, I think it was mostly around, uh, after Gordius happened and kind of seeing, uh, it, it was a real big victory for Elysium. Uh, cause that's, that's when you guys got your world first, uh, in Gordius, right. With that incredible Nissi strat that I don't think anyone else and maybe a couple other people actually did. 
uh, before my time, but yeah, that would have been. Yeah. Uh, and then, so I start tracking that. Then uh, at that point, I was like, you know, it would be kind of interesting if we start tracking. I can't remember uh, for some reason. I think it's actually in Creator when I started the official tracking of it, but uh, I, I followed it a lot more after that. And uh, I just randomly asked, uh, on a Reddit post, I was like, hey, guys, you know, I, this is kind of fun. I, I'll put up a form. Does anyone care if I do that? And they're like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know? And so I, I just put up a Google Doc and put it together. And people started actually trying to tell me they cleared things. And I was following Twitter and everything else. And uh, it just worked out. And people liked it. And I was like, okay, well, that's great. And then I brought him on Mog Talk. We had a discussion about, uh, and it just became a thing. I, I would discuss the world race and we'd have a, a spreadsheet because like you said, there's no real way to track it because the achievements, which I have asked Yoshida if he could please yep, give I've us that. a timestamp, a little bit more detailed than day of uh, with our achievements. That way I could track it a little bit easier. Um, and ACT doesn't really work a lot of the times during mm. the sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't it could be kind of goofy uh yeah, and, finicky. yeah. Mm. um so the only reason i i was doing it because there was just no other way to do it and i followed a lot of people who were doing the race and everything else and it kind of brings everybody together like the jp data centers eu na and everybody's just wanting to go and just clear it as fast as they can they all get it released at the exact same time and it's worth it uh, and and, sorry to cut you off. I was, gonna, no, go I was about to ask you about the um, the JP involvement in that, because I, I can imagine that it's easy to get NA and EU involved. Uh, how has like getting like the JP teams, like getting their information been? It's been actually, uh, it, it's been growing. It's been growing. It's, it's not okay. the easiest thing. Um, as we could say, the, the world's second JP team, uh, I, I only found out because they posted something on Twitter. They didn't communicate with me what their name was of their team or anything else. Uh, and there are teams out there like that. Like when um, UCOB was cleared by a JP team, they refused to give any information to anyone about anything except for that they cleared it. Uh, and it's difficult. But there are other teams out there that do come to me every single time and they post, hey, I'm going to race. Uh, you know, I would love it if you tracked it. And Google Translate does wonders. And so I go and I collect their information and they usually do pretty well. Um, but I think they are just kind of getting into it. And then you've, mm. you'll always have these just hardcore, ultra silent sleeper teams that will pop out of, up out of nowhere. But I have enough Raiders followed right now that as soon as the clear happens, I'm going to see it on Twitter. No matter what. And then as soon as it hits me, I post it out and enough people follow me on that on Twitter for uh, World First that everyone else will see it. Um, I feel like the, the JP numbers who are signed up to the sheet sort of goes up and up every single tier yeah. as well. Like the, the representation from EU and NA is kind of static, but JP, every single time I see that sheet, that list is getting longer and longer, which is really cool to see. Yeah, uh, hundreds and hundreds of clear times I had to <laughs> track. Uh, yeah. And it, it's difficult because they'll send in team names and I have to translate it or have someone look at it because sometimes they say things I shouldn't put on a, a public form. <laughs> uh, uh, and there's just as many trolls uh, in the JP teams as well. Uh, but I think, I don't know. I, I lose no, all my sleep for one or two days and I enjoy it, but I don't think, I don't know. 
<laughs> I need to find a better system for it. It's funny you mentioned there's still being trolls in Japan because, like I said, uh, Ice, who I referenced earlier for that comparison yeah. video that lagged the hell out of the stream, uh, he rescue killed me in oh, 011. He? Yeah, he's if you've ever seen me get rescue killed through the center in 011, yeah, that was Sounds that right. was then. And then everyone, and then Haru and everyone was like, happy. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do anything it's not yeah. it's not fair <laughs> and he's you know haru uh is actually really awesome uh because he yeah. is he's he streams and you know his whole team streams and uh they have been a, a really good team to follow because they do really well uh every single tier and so I, I i love the interactions i've been able to have with them i've been even uh when him and uh Haruro had uh their team going I actually had the opportunity to have an interview with them, and that was amazing. I mean, they they love it just as much as everyone else. I think it's just different. <laughs> mm. It's it's harder to communicate, obviously. Um, but I don't know. I, I just kept doing it. The only reason I keep doing it is because I feel like it's almost expected of me to do it in a way. Uh, I mean, I enjoy it at some point, but if I didn't do it, I feel like I would be letting people down. Does that make any sense? That that's it's funny. It reminds <laughs> me of something Layla once said to me. <laughs> we were uh, two media tours ago at Stormblood. Uh, Yoshida asked Layla, "So world first? And Layla walked up to me afterwards. He's like, "I feel like I have to now." Right. Were you going to say something there? No. Okay. No, I was also going to say, obviously, I don't really get anything out of it. And it's just a Google spreadsheet. And my favorite thing is when people come to me, uh, and I, I guess it's sort of true. And they're like, hey, we need to do this and this. This team is bad. And we need to get them out of the race. I'm like, I'm not really an authority of any sorts. I you don't can't make them not clear it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I can't just say, no, they don't count. And it's it's hard. Uh, because I don't want to be that guy. It's like, oh yeah, well, I'm going to start saying that these people, they do things that are a little bit shady, so I can't accept them on the, the sheet here. It's just, I just want information in front of me. I want to know who cleared it at what time. And mm. obviously if they went in and they one shot the boss with like one ability, of course I'm not going to add them to the sheet. But if it was just something like uh, drama or whatever, I'm not going to worry about it. I can't do anything. Um, the, the, the objective sort of spreadsheet and what it is it's literally just data is, is really really important i don't think it's unappreciated by at least anyone in like the circles that i they all sign up <laughs> yeah well yeah, i mean it's it's a thing that we everybody. use we, we definitely appreciate it for sure yeah. even though uh, it probably feels like it's not every tier but uh <laughs> no it is an invaluable resource at the moment to the to the pro community it's just fun uh, I mean, honestly, it's just fun to see what people have done, what has been done in the past. And I love going through and say, all right, well, last time at this uh, this state of rating, we were here clearing it this fast, and now we're here. Did the raids improve? Why are we clearing this faster? Why are we not clearing it faster? And I think that's just fun to discuss. Um, it's a fair question for this tier altogether. 14 hours, approximately? Yeah, I 16 for, for last, uh, for Delta, Delta Escape, yeah. Yes. So I'm wondering, I wonder what specifically led to that like i i, I I'm, I'm not sure if you have a thought on that door so. boss is it the door boss do you think it yeah. is the door boss that extended the other two hours 
Because that's because I'd imagine you get minimum two lockouts, and then you don't always reclear that door boss on the first kill. Door boss and everyone getting better because of ultimates. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. say that's true too. Only two hours, two only two hours for that. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, you can. I mean, you can't objectively, but you can almost objectively say that this terror is is harder than Delta Escape in terms of execution it's and better, punishment. For sure. Bold statement. I'm sure some people will not agree with that. I. <laughs> Delta Escape like, it was three fights. Oh. Two of them didn't exist. One of them didn't auto attack. Like, I mean, that's true. Well, that's yeah. right. Delta Escape did have all rights. So I guess you yeah. can say that. It's pretty. It's pretty not bold at all. And one was Catastrophe, yeah. which was you know duty action yeah. loss. Press it duty was, action. Delta Escape was very 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 easy. I think yeah. this tier was on the easier side of, of raid tiers, but it was nowhere near that degree. But I think that the fights themselves are interesting enough to make it like a good tier, even though it is on the you know the easier difficulty side. Mm -hmm. I like this statement. E one Savage took longer than O one and O two combined, <laughs> which is true. O one was yeah. beaten in a single pull, and O two was beaten in forty yeah. minutes. So it took like I think uh, it took like I think seventy minutes total or something for the first kill for E one. Uh, is it? I went in. I went in forty five minutes late, and it wasn't dead yet. So. Uh, it, so if we look at the first clear, it was done at 10.51 GMT, and it was released at 10. So, 50, so that's, so that's 3.51 a.m. So our servers came up at 3. That would have been 3.51 a.m. Yeah, okay. So, so it died literally like a pull or two into my first pull, or into my yeah. first instance. Okay. It was pretty quick. Um, and I, I, I want to see where it goes in the future, too. Maybe I can get it better. Uh, there's been discussions of streams and stuff on... Well, you want like a like a wow race level, like the the never could level? be that much unless if they got money. The if someone has money out there to sponsor that, uh, it it would be more of just a streaming ninth man discussion, and that's it. Uh, That'd be cool. Yeah, really cool. I've ninth I've ninth manned before. It's an it's an experience. Yeah, and so just kind of looking through. All right, what do we see on the streams? What are we seeing released? What can we theorize and just. You have to go through it, and you have 24 hours. You have 24 hours. You have to lock down to do it. If there's a chance that that goes into a second day, you need someone else involved with it, too, because I'm not going to stay awake for 40 hours, Ninth Manning. Come on, man. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Let's fuck it. That's it. Maybe next Savage. I'm definitely not doing it for Ultimate. I'm not... Oh God! You know you're not brave enough to do that. Uh, no, not, I can't. <laughs> I, I, I can't take off that much work. See, I don't think anyone. I can't make not that very much many people can. Yeah. <laughs> and especially because they said the next one's going to be closer to Ukab than Uwu. Uh, didn't they say it was kind of in between? I, I don't know. They uh, said they said it's in between, but if they had to like, if it was like a tipping of the scales, it would be closer to Ukab mm -hmm. than Uwu, which uh, I'm that excites me a lot. So yeah. we'll see what actually goes with that. Aloha, leave me alone. I will say one last thing to all this too is like uh, I I wouldn't be able to keep track and keep it interesting at all without teams actually going out there and communicating with me uh and i know there's people who go out there like of course entropy they 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 went silent the entire time right yeah and then showed uh, up and they were like hey we won by the way and i can't tell people not to do that but it is really <laughs> it is really interesting to watch the clears as they go across because that's the race you're like okay turn one's down here turns two and then if you have 20 teams in the background they're like oh we cleared it oh and then all the all the the anticipation, all the excitement that's going on through the race for teams that are reporting goes away because randomly these teams come in and they say they clear it. But without that, at least 
most teams going out there and giving me information, I wouldn't be able to keep it exciting. It's actually quite interesting because this tier in particular, we were actually discussing going completely radio silent. Don't, don't, don't. don't. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's just, it's, it was a discussion that we had because yeah. you know that uh, my team in particular is yeah. highly active on Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we wanted to like literally just remove all distractions, everything that we could have. So we came to a compromise so we could work with you, Frosty, just that only Sindalf would tweet and only our kills and that's it. Fold stayed off Twitter for the entirety God, of Pro. How did he manage? Why can't he do that all the time? <laughs> what, stay off Twitter all yeah, the time? Stay off just Twitter. Broke? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I wish. But no, I mean, apparently for us, we played well. I appreciate you guys doing that, but I also feel horrible because, you know, Sendoff did discuss with me a little bit. And he was like, hmm. hey, we're thinking about just going silently. I'm like, you can, that'd suck. Uh, but you could do whatever you want and a little bit more worse than that. Um, yeah. And I think I, I don't, I feel bad because in the end, someone else did it and uh, that whole, it worked out the way it did, but. No, I think that it's important. I think the uh, the work that you do just deserves a tweet. That's all it really is, you know, like that, that's all we've got to give to make your job so much easier. It makes uh, everything so much better because uh, otherwise we're blind. I mean, that's the whole ultimate race too, is that we're mm -hmm. blind. And so the ultimate race is literally looking for tweets with screenshots of phases and everything else. But I can't expect that <laughs> either. Yeah, uh, it is. But... I'm surprised Elysium doesn't just make one person in charge of the EM Twitter and they tweet out when each group kills it as opposed to having... Well, yeah, like we, do have someone, we do have one person in charge of it, but it's Balaner and he raids. We'll get yeah. someone else to be in charge. Yeah. <laughs> That's that would have been the other solution. Someone who's not like because I see Milana's kills too, and I'm like, he he does he does like the official like for every wow yeah Jesus. Would you rather fold have access to the official input? <laughs> it would be more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's one word for it. It would definitely be more interesting, but yeah. The, all right, yeah. If if you say so, if I hope Fold is forever in raid tiers, so he's never the one in charge of the Twitter in the middle of the race. Yeah, he's just gonna I'm make so glad never the happening. Race. I can promise you right now that is never happening. I'm so glad the race is over, so I can start muting and blocking people again, man. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, like World Prog Raiders have some really really out there tweets that i can't open my phone in public because of no. oh all i know degenerates all degenerates <laughs> every last one of us yeah but it's... yeah no thank you Sophia. i appreciate your team and uh communicating with uh me and the rest of the world too if, if you could change anything about the way you do those uh those sheets obviously other than the game having a better means of telling you um uh, is there any is is there anything you would improve? Anything you would change as opposed to just doing a sheet and sitting there collecting? Absolutely, data? yeah, yeah. No, if I could ever get that website where I wanted to be, man. Uh, and so, like, I, I've worked on it uh, back and forth a few times, but every time something else happens, you know. I and I'm starting. Okay, so just to give you an idea of my schedule, uh, the last year I've been working school the the entire time. Uh, over last year and so i'm about in a couple of weeks to start and keeping a full-time job of 40 to 50, 40 somewhere between 40 45 hours a week uh doing five college courses um at the exact same time while playing final fantasy trying to stay relevant uh and doing mock talk and so and then between time i need to 
spend time with my wife, walk my dogs, uh, work out if I can. That would be great. Um, and then also program that website <laughs> so I can have an easier interface to work with uh, and manage the, the clears instead of just working, cutting and pasting and everything else. And uh, if I can get that website going, my life would be 10 times easier. You heard the man. Make him a website. <laughs> I got to do it. I, I got a web development degree. I got to do it now. <laughs> so That means you can just be the QA. Okay. There you okay. go. And you can, yeah, there you go. See, saves you a bunch. Although being QA is in some ways worse than just doing it yourself, to be completely True. honest. All right. Uh, unless there's anything that I'm forgetting, I think that... Uh, that covers as much as we're going to get through on this show without going way too much over. And I got to get to sleep because there's actually a live letter in like, uh, how many hours? What's it like six o'clock? It's in like nine hours. Ten hours. Yep. Ten hours. Yep. I math. Ten hours. It starts at four, not three. I'm waking up in nine hours. It would be more accurate. So, uh, with that, I think we can wrap it up. Besides, this one won't leave me alone. What? Feed you me want. human. What? Feed okay, me that's human. what I thought. Yeah, it's pretty much what he wants. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for joining us, Frosty, Sphia, Sly. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better. Everyone was asking about the show last week, and so uh, I'm glad to to have you to have you back. Thank you. The show this week. You got to take it a little bit easy. Because you've only done the two fights, so give you some time. Still gave you a little bit of, <laughs> little bit of, a little bit of time to stretch out. Just chill, chill a little bit. There you go. Yeah, right. it's a very fun tier, and you're gonna have a good time with it. I think. In the party fun. Oh, I yeah. think it's gonna be oh, a, yeah. actually. I think this tier is gonna be amazing for anyone who's not like an. Ext- I mean, even pro, like really high level players, still enjoy it. Some <laughs> have, of course, said they didn't, but. I think the majority of people out there that are mid-core are uh, casual players will really enjoy going through this. Yeah, tier. this is going to be really well, like widely received as a very good tier, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. This will probably be a discussion a month or two from now. We'll be we'll be wondering how it's actually holding up because, uh, you know, first week, first two weeks, reclearing it. And then once you're with the way the new loot system is, we'll, we'll see how people are receiving it a month or two down the line. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to track. Mm-hmm. And we just wait for ultimate. At that point, which fingers crossed for me, Alexander. That's my prediction. I'm a lot. Would that be interesting. In. You got a prediction for that, Sophia? For ultimate, I mean, they have so many things that could be. Are they going to stick to the formula? What, what do, do I think or what do I hope? I want it to be Alexander. Okay. I, I really want to do Alexander. That's the fan favorite. Everybody wants it, Alexander. So, but yeah. what do you think? I think Alexander. <laughs> I think it's either going to be Alexander or. Dragon Song War. Nidhogg, Christ Felgard, whoever else they want to throw uh, in there. Thornton I, would probably be in that bunch. Probably, probably Thornton too, yeah. I still am I still kind of holding out for Warring Triad a little there bit. That would be really cool. They could, they could do a lot with that, but if they're reusing assets already that are in the game, Warring Triad is difficult. Because those primals are stupid easy. <laughs> see that's why i'm hoping for it because <laughs> yeah. fucking simple hey sephiroth was a pain in my ass he was the last pain in my ass as far as i'm considered uh, you don't want to do birthday cake zervin again to be fair i did solo sephiroth so i guess it's i, I can't really feel that way anymore 
that was that was fun okay uh well before we wrap up uh just a quick thank you to our patreon sponsors we didn't thank in the middle of the show obviously we've had the rolling thing in the top right this whole time but of course we do have our patrons of light as well uh we have of course kuja cross on genova who i just have the dancer image for but you know what as a dancy boy i can respect it i can always respect the dancy boy need to change it to the, the level 80 cutscene because you can do some fucking hilarious things with the level 80 cutscene for dancer is uh quite the treat and we also have a current Ioni, of course, who's still standing next to Ethis. I could swap it to the standing next to Sly picture again. I could go back and forth between the nah, two. No, no, I'm good. No, you don't want that? Why not? Why don't you want that one, Sly? I mean, nah, now that you I'm said good. you don't want it, now I do want it. You understand? You just did that, right? Like it's how it, that's how it generally works with me. Yeah. It's like the don't stand on the grass. I'm, I can't find it because I updated fucking whatever it's called, Windows, and it's not sorted anymore, so you get off scot-free here. Thank you to Kerr and I. Thank you to Coach Cross. Of course, thank you to all of our other uh, sponsors. I'll be fixing the list and updating it for this month as it is a new month, but uh, you guys get your thank yous all the same. And with that, gentlemen, everyone needs to know where to find you at. So, Frosty, you were complaining before the show about being in the fourth slot and not being in the third slot. For... I wasn't complaining. You I was absolutely jesting. were. He was like, oh, I'm last then, huh? And I'm like, all right, fine. You know, I mean, if you go clockwise, you're not last, but it's fine. Guess so. Frosty, uh, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Frosty underscore TV or, well, for my Twitch handle, Frosty underscore TV. Um, and if you come there every Saturday at 2 p.m. EST, no, 2 p.m. PST, 5 p.m. EST, you'll catch Mog Talk, where we discuss lots of different things. Everything from Savage Rating to Chuckabo Racing. Uh, have you ever actually done a show on Chocobo Racing? Once they up to, they do the content again. They they redo Chocobo Racing. I will. I will. Uh, <laughs> they have to. They have to put more investment into it first. Um, also, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I do a lot of uh, information about Mog Talk and anything else that I'm up to. Frosty TV Stream is the Twitter handle. Um, I think that's it, really. Yeah, I mean, you go go watch my YouTube videos. Everybody, go watch my YouTube videos. Type in Mog Talk, and you'll you'll find my YouTube. There you go. That'll do it. Thank you, Frosty. Oh, and thank you, by the way, Happy. I really appreciate you asking me to come on. Hey, no worries, man. We're, we're good pals. Thank you for we coming talk. on. You know how I know we're good pals? The only conversations we ever have are us talking shit about each other. <laughs> but in like a way that we can laugh about it. That's the obvious sign right there. Yeah, that and your shit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like the, yeah, there you go. It, the way you said that, though, made it sound like you were talking about my actual shit. Because like, Ooh. and your shit. That would be an awkward conversation. It would be, and I wonder why you got such a problem against... Because we're good dude. friends, dude. We can talk about that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Alright. Now I'm going to move on from this conversation. That didn't <laughs> and, uh, Sphia, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you at? Uh, oh, my Twitter handle is on screen, so you can see that at FFSphere. Uh, my Twitch has recently changed from twitch.tv slash sphere p to twitch tv slash sphere no p anymore uh <laughs> that's <laughs> anyway, not that's that funny that. for austin <laughs> to me that's sorry. it Just apart no from p. that in game discord uh my twitter has my discord in it do you ever have questions you need to ask feel free to hit me up uh, i'm an open book and again thank you happy and also thank you for also for having me uh, on the weekend as well of course so you even get thank yous while you're on a different show. Frosty, appreciate <laughs> you. Don't give up. 
<laughs> <Don't get fucked>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horrible depressing ride and i'm just <laughs> thank you i don't know <laughs> that's, that's it. all right oh sly it's good to have you back and i hope your party finder goals endeavors circumstances there we go improve there we let's go. tell everyone they can find you at so they can watch you suffer uh, well, first of all, thank you to everybody who hit me up on Twitter, uh, with all the well wishes last week, uh, during, uh, before and after my surgery, like it, it's fine. I just lost a gallbladder. It's okay. Uh, but you can find me at twitch.tv slash sly, AKA great Fox. You can find me on Instagram, sly, AKA great Fox. Twitter's at sly, the Fox, youtube.com slash development room. The schedule for August is finally out. Thank God I am getting back to some semblance of normalcy. So uh yeah hope to see you uh in stream or here and uh perhaps where can they find you you can find me mr happy 1227 Twitter, Twitter, facebook youtube and instagram saying the same shit for like six years now and it's all right we're doing we're doing good working on the Sa <coughs> savage guides right now but live streaming making the savage guides for the most part which has been interesting uh having the little bit of extra fact checking and people being like yo but don't plunge there and I'll be like, yeah, that's going to get you killed on Leviathan. So be careful about that. So, uh, yeah, it's been a really interesting endeavor. And all those are going to be worked on and hopefully done throughout the week. But uh, unfortunately, I'm going to lose some editing time tonight because of the live letter being tomorrow. And I got to wake up super early and then I got to do a video on that. And then I'll get back to all of that. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully <laughs> my raid situation improves going into the next few months. I didn't really have the week one that I wanted to have. But... Uh, I will actually be rating consistently with uh, Zeno and Arthur's for the next uh, un until I have a more permanent situation. I'll be rolling with them for <laughs> their uh, for the alt group since they need a ranged physical for that. So that'll be fun. If you've ever wanted that to happen, it's happening. The Zeno Arthur's yeah, boy, Mister Happy. <laughs> I'm excited for this shit. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a fun stream <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a damn good time. And I'm looking forward to it. I just got to get my raid situation situated for ultimate because I do not want a repeat of 4.x where I didn't have a static for Delta Escape. I didn't have a static for Ukob and groups that were like made of mixed experience people was how I ended up getting those clears. And I don't want that. I want I always like to frog things entirely from scratch. And uh, so for the for me, this raid tier did just I was not I was not happy with the way my raid tier went for this first one. It's dead on week one. I got a page, but. Not happy. Not happy at all. Yeah, you are happy. You are happy. I know I'm not Thanks. though. That's that's the thing. That's how you know I'm serious, because the pun went out the window for that. Because I make that pun. And you made it. <laughs> so that is how it is. So that's gonna be a wrap for us. We'll do into a short post show before I go to eat, go grab food, and everyone else can go move on with their lives and uh not have to be on the show for the for the rest of the night. So <laughs> Frosty, stop smiling like that. <laughs> go on with your lives. Go on with your lives. There you go. So thank you again, both of you, for coming on. Thank you, everyone, for watching. And we will see you next week's episode. Uh, not sure what the topic's going to be exactly. We still have, an, still have an A or Zivia to do. We'll probably end up talking about this live letter a bit if anything interesting happens next week. Um, and expect an A or Zivia probably for the end of the month. i got to ask at this when he'd be okay to do it. So we're going to get to look dumb, Sly. I mean, as usual, we both. It's whatever. Yeah. 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 But anyway, we'll see you next week. And until then, bye bye.
See you next week. Oh, God, that was Vothry. Why did it have to go and be on Vothry's face when we went over? <laughs> this, is a way, oh, this, this is a way cooler image than Vothry.